0: 5W233DB Norwich.
1: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. 19,000 and counting. The death toll from the earthquake and the aftershocks that have devastated parts of Turkey and Syria. The BBC's Anna Foster is in the region. It was the epicenter of the quake.
2: People I've just been talking to say that they have real concerns about the children who are now sleeping outside. They say that the children are are starting to get high temperatures. And, of course, there are no pharmacies open at the moment. There's nowhere to get medicine or the kind of, of medical help that they need because, of course, medics are helping the wounded, the people with with crush injuries from the earthquake.
1: Rescuers are racing the clock to pull survivors from the rubble, although hopes of finding more people alive are fading. Quoting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, there's a new sheriff in town, The Republican governor making the remark as he vows to strip Disney of its special status as a self-governing entity. The woke corporation will also have to, in governor's words, pay their fair share of taxes. Continuing his post-State of the Union blitz, President Biden goes to Florida today.
0: After visiting Wisconsin yesterday, the president heads to Tampa to discuss proposals to safeguard Social Security and Medicare and lower the cost of health care. It's part of his administration's plan to take the State of the Union message across the country. Florida also happens to be the home of two Republican presidential hopefuls, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. White
1: House correspondent Greg Clugston. The number of people applying for unemployment rose 13,000 last week from the week before, hitting 196,000, although layoffs do remain historically low, despite the Fed's interest rate hikes aimed at slowing the economy to fight inflation. Legendary composer Bert Bachrach has died. He was 94 years old. Stocks higher on Wall Street, the Dow up 225 points, and NASDAQ ahead 112. More on these stories at townhall.com
0: stock market traders the new year is here and it's time to stop taking chances with your portfolio or retirement funds take control of your trading and dominate volatility with the power of artificial intelligence technology from vantage point text the word demo to 813-813 to learn more you can discover how to predict stock market trends up to three days ahead with incredible accuracy whether you trade stocks options forex or futures vantage points patented ai can give you a massive edge in 2023 text dem DEMO to eight one three eight one three and learn what you need to stay ahead of markets and find big moves before they happen. Don't wait. Text DEMO to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data
1: rates may apply. Text DEMO to 813-813. Big bucks pouring into primary care clinics as health care giants look for ways to cut costs by keeping people healthy.
3: CVS
4: Health has announced it will spend nearly $11 billion to buy Oak Street Health, a company that runs care centers for mostly lower-to-middle-income people with Medicare Advantage plans. Three months ago, Walgreens announced a $9 billion investment in Village MD's acquisition of Summit Health City MD, an urgent and primary care chain. CVS CEO Karen Lynch says she sees primary care as a key to improving patient health. She says although primary care represents only about 10 percent of health care spending
1: nationally, it holds what she calls significant influence over health care use. I'm Mike Hempin. Ukrainian President Zelensky wrapping up a visit with his major European backers getting more pledges of military aid. Townhall.com. A group of top state prosecutors appealing to the Biden administration to do something about drug cartels that have benefited greatly from the wide open southern border
5: numerous state attorneys general want Mexican drug cartels to be classified as terrorist organizations in a letter to President Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken AG's from various states including Texas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa and Ohio said the classification is necessary due to the ever-increasing amount of American deaths due to fentanyl and the increase in human trafficking the AG's say cartels are a national security threat Tasha Stevens reporting.
1: We could hear more today about the Chinese spy balloon that traveled clear across the U.S. Members of Congress being offered a classified briefing from Pentagon, State Department, and Intel officials. We'll see if any of the lawmakers have anything to say about the situation after the briefing. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and
0: Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310
6: WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. Morning, everybody. Nice sunny day. Welcome in. All right, have a seat. I saved you a seat. All right, you want to stand, that's okay. It's an open forum for the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to talk to a producer, a director... A radio talk show host. Boy, I'd like to meet one of those people. He's got a book called Try Not to Hold It Against Me. Um, This is a very, very famous uh, producer by the name of uh, Julian Schlossberg. Julian is going to be my guest. He's uh, been with all of the greats through the years. From George Burns to Bob Hope, Al Pacino, Burt Reynolds just uh, amazing he's had an amazing life and he puts it all in a memoir humor self-deprecation it's all in his book called try not to hold it against me so uh, we're going to talk about that book and some of his experiences which are really pretty phenomenal what an interesting life he has had thus far and he made a lot of entertainment possible so I'm looking forward to that. This hour is completely open. Welcome to the program. Hi.
7: Good morning, Stu. Hi Larry. What's up?
6: Nothing. Nothing. Okay, well you thanks know, for calling. I almost I almost
7: I was the next caller last night, um on the uh Chris Como show.
6: Oh yeah, you almost got on, huh?
7: Yeah, they, they had me on hold and uh it was the, it was the I was the next caller, but they're gonna put me on tonight, the first caller. Oh great. That's
6: very that's decent of them. Yeah so yeah. Uh, they'll call in you'll say oh, this is Larry and they'll put you on hold
7: yep. yeah actually i called uh, there was uh one of their reporters got arrested last night in ohio mm-hmm. he was filling uh, uh, uh the governor at a uh, a briefing they were having there and uh, once again uh the police were totally out of line totally out of line what they did they this guy wasn't even arrested for resisting arrest And two officers threw this guy to the ground to handcuff him. You're kidding me. What what was he
6: arrested for? Huh? What was the... For
7: for, uh, disorderly conduct and trespassing. Um, And the governor is really, really pissed off. Um, and they're going to hold this guy without bond last night. On top of it, this was all on News Nation last night. By the way, I That's know amazing. you don't watch they, that station. But it's amazing, you sure they, it, um,
6: I'll tell you. they release people who uh, commit heinous crimes on yeah. bond, but they're not going to. Re- well, yeah. there's got to be more to
7: it, huh? No, there is no more to it. I watched the whole tape.
6: So, what was the I, disturbance that he was causing?
7: You know how many people were there with cameras last night, other reporters mm-hmm. and stuff that was uh, yeah. uh, uh, filming filming the governor uh in, in Ohio at the Breeven I mean this was all caught on mm-hmm. uh, on um, i don't know what was said and you couldn't hear him clearly what he was saying to the officer, but it doesn't matter. You can say what you want to an officer and piss him off that that, that doesn't give the right mm-hmm. for the officer to to uh, throw you to the ground. You throw somebody to the ground like that and handcuff them. you better find reasonable uh, cause. To arrest him for resisting arrest okay when you handcuff somebody when you arrest him they should be standing up just the way they are just tell them to turn around you're under arrest, and plus it's a lot easier to handcuff somebody mm-hmm. when they're standing up not so, when they're laying on a so ground where, on their uh, stomach where were
6: they trespassing what was where was he trespassing Looked
7: like it was in some gymnasium or, or something that uh, the 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 briefing was going on with mm-hmm. with the governor He's not happy. It, this guy's got to have a good lawsuit against the police department that that did this to him last night. The two sheriffs—one was a female, one was a male.
6: <clears throat> so he was uh, covering. But, he he went in there to cover what uh, was going yeah,
7: on. Yeah, yeah. He was covering uh, the, the 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 governor. <clears throat>
6: yeah. So. Okay, that doesn't uh, seem like something said, totally totally wrong there. Yeah. Uh,
7: no, no need for this. Uh, one other police thing uh, in the bulletin today. You know how fast it is all the time when the uh, police do a wrong and they're arrested like within a week later, mm-hmm. right? When they yeah. kill somebody or they do whatever. How come they arrest the, the, the cops so fast in the front page of the bulletin today when police officers are, uh, are, uh, when they're legally right. And shooting at somebody or doing something to protect themselves or whatever, why does it take the uh, the the, uh, the court system so long and leave these police officers uh hanging for two years two years before they come out with a judgment that 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 they're clear now this officer who you remember that case last uh, two years ago twenty twenty one this happened over on dunham street where that uh, police officer came in with inches of losing his life that that punk shot him with a rifle. And the bullet went right through the windshield of the police car? Yes, I remember it well. Yes. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. and he shot back at him. Mm-hmm. Didn't hit him, but he shot back at him. Now, that case is still pending. Two years later. Now, if this cop did something wrong, you can guarantee that Chief Daly would not have him uh, uh, working on on the street as a police officer. He's still working, and there's no need why they couldn't have come out within six months to say that this was justified shooting. Uh, by this police officer, and he's cleared. Why make him wait so long?
6: I don't understand why that would take so long. I mean, I'd have to tell talk yeah. to somebody or well, uh, the
7: chief. That's what I'm saying. If he did something wrong, what I just told you, if he did mm-hmm. something wrong and he shot somebody or he killed somebody like these other uh, idiot officers do, he would have been arrested within two or three days. But yet, the, when something like this is justified... They should not let these officers hang. Some of these officers, by the way, are not allowed to work. They're put on administrative leave uh, until the investigation is complete.
6: So, Larry, what time is uh, is uh, Cuomo's show? I want to try to hear you tonight.
7: It's on eight o'clock tonight.
6: Eight o'clock.
7: Yeah, and, and then the phone number is on right on the screen, and uh, and then you call, and then you're uh-huh. on on hold and then they'll come up and answer you right on the phone and, and say what, what station, would you like to talk to Chris about
6: What station is he on now uh, News Nation News Nation okay so if
7: you, Yeah if you got um, if you got Comcast I can't tell you about other stations but if you got mm-hmm. Comcast it's channel 1 okay 420
6: Well listen I'm looking uh looking forward to hearing you tonight
7: <laughs> uh, so um, right. yeah so I'll be on there tonight and I'm going to ask him later I'm going to ask him to come on your show as a guest
6: Sure, that'd be fine too Yeah All right. thanks Larry Okay, bye Hello, thanks for holding Oops, sorry Sorry to keep you waiting But uh, give us a call next at 889-5252 Got a lot of things to talk about today Which is good Plus your points of view on lots of different issues So uh, the survey says Half of Americans say that they're worse off Since 2009 Do you feel that way? Hmm. Just wondering how many people feel that since two thousand and nine. Saw an article today that says uh, coffee is good for lowering blood pressure. Boy, I tell you, there's been more things about coffee, good, bad, and ugly through the years. So I don't know if coffee—if uh, you drink coffee and it keeps you up all night, that couldn't be good for your blood pressure, right? You don't want a ton of caffeine before bedtime. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Sue. What's up?
8: Oh, I love my coffee. I'll have to get my little 1787 colonial handbook out. It was uh, supposed to be housewife's handbook with all recipes and stuff. It's got a paragraph about coffee, how they used it back in 1787. I'll tell you that at the end of the day. So
6: you haven't read this since 1787?
8: Um. Uh, no, but I'm like, wow, mm. they were using coffee back then. That is so mm. cool. We
6: love our coffee.
8: Yeah. Um, you know what, uh, um one okay, I heard one thing in the middle of the night, one one o'clock news. Psst. Did you hear that John Fetterman went to the hospital?
6: Yes, he um he didn't have another stroke, but they did take him to the hospital because he was feeling wavy, yes.
8: Oh, because mm. I didn't hear anything today anywhere on mm-hmm. any news. Um, Let's see. Um, You know, on calling in to different places, when we were at Fort Sill in the 90s, which was during the Clinton administration, down that way there was a talk show. And actually, that was probably my first call in on a talk show. Right. I got to talk to Al Gore.
6: No kidding.
8: Yeah, yeah, because he was talking about military stuff and everything, mm-hmm. and I called him up and asked him a question about army housing and this and that. And but yeah, my my first call-in was questioning Al Gore, and of course he uses a lot of big words. Yeah, I don't even remember what he said, but yeah, I I did, and um, don't give me a. Number, because I'll call it. Because you know what, when we were at Washington State on uh, Fort Lewis, the they put out their own tape newspaper for the, you know, for Fort Lewis, right? And it was the General's Hotline. Well, guess who would call if there was something going on? Me. And I would alert them to something going on. We lived in Army housing on post. So
6: you're a veteran at these phone calls, all right?
8: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there was a terrible storm up there when we were up there. Mm-hmm. And I was watching out the window of the, where their uh, electricity plant was. And I saw the lightning bolt that went down and hit it. And then all the power went out, and I said, oh, this is really cute. We're living on a military base, and we're out of power. It figures. Well, you know what? I called up the um, MP place, and I told them, I know where the problem is. I saw it. Well, it wasn't too long after that that we got it back on. And, yeah, even when we were at Fort Sill. There was a a little convenience store across the road from us in Army Housing. This is a pretty big place out there. There's a three-mile track and everything to walk in a playground. Well, Mm -hmm. there were kids. This is a a, a one-story building. There were kids running around on the top of the building. And so I called the MPs again there. And they came, and boy, you should have seen them run like ants.
6: Well, I'm glad that you called them and uh, you did the right thing. And I'm going to have to go because I'm really getting backed up here. Well,
8: one other thing: if Joey tunes in today, maybe in the afternoon, because we had to move, I want to give him some pointers. I don't know—is he moving for good?
6: Well, he says he's moving in May, and he's moving uh, uh, with his sister there. So we'll talk to I him later in today. This time. All right, thanks. All right. Hi, W-I-C-H, good morning. Hey, Stu, how are you doing? All
9: right, what's on your mind, young man? I was thinking of a uh, song, and um, I'll whistle it a little bit, if you can guess what the song is. Sure.
10: Thanks, Stu. (whistles) Ray, oh.
9: Okay.
6: Did you swallow your whistle?
9: Uh, no, I was actually, i know how to whistle pretty good.
6: Well, it sounds so, so familiar. I may need a little bit uh, more. Uh, do, you, do you know any of the words to it? it
9: if it takes forever, words, I will wait it for you. It appears you? on a spaghetti western. Spaghetti western.
6: Sounds yeah. like the song "I Will Wait for You," but I don't know. I don't know for sure. <laughs>
9: it, it, I'll let you know. It's a Clint Eastwood one. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, of course. Yeah, and I, I called one, i uh, uh, you was know, so sorry to hear about Alan, um, I called one time, was he, you were talking with him on the radio, and I I asked him what that was, and he, he, he wasn't quite sure either.
6: <laughs> oh, okay, well, it, it, you're right, now that I think of it, um, that was pretty good whistling.
9: Yeah, and you know, a lot of the um, noises on those spaghetti westerns, in when they change uh, scenes, I guess they go, you know, like you're your show, where you go from one section to the other, it sounds just like a a, a kind of uh, window. Oh, sash windows! It sounds like an old sash window shutting.
6: Oh, really? No, I uh, I certainly hadn't thought about that. Actually. Yeah, so
9: if you watch one and you think about a sh- sash window, an old one, not a new one, with all the weights in there and everything, like it's like, whoosh, whoosh, but it's a window. <laughs> That's what the noise is. Hmm. Well, and okay. one other thing is, I have a really good friend. It's uh, her grandmother's birthday today, and maybe we could talk about our memories of our grandmothers.
6: Okay, uh, want to give me her first name or something? We could. You can wish her a happy birthday if you want.
9: Oh, my, my grandmother. I my, both on father and mother's side. Oh, your grandmother was your okay. Yours. No, no. This is a good friend's grandmother's birthday today. Oh, I see. Okay. But I was thinking of the thing about that. Uh, you know, because it is, and um, we could talk about memorable, uh, you know, events with our grandparents or grandmother, especially.
6: All right, Wonder Man, good to hear from you. Thank Have you. Have a good day,
9: Yes.
6: That's the Whistling Wonder Man. All right, let's pucker up, everybody. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, that's the uh, original. And good morning to you. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Stu. Hey, Joe. We we're just talking about you.
11: Yeah, I heard, and that's why I was trying to get in and wonder, man. I knew exactly what song he was trying to whistle. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, good, bad, the other way. Mm-hmm. Listen, oh, Bettman, I he's okay. Just kept him overnight, and they're going to keep him under surveillance just to make sure. But he's nothing linked to another stroke. That's the news I got. And yeah, that's uh, why we re- wow, yeah. 94 years old. He lived a long life. He wrote a lot and composed oh, a, my lot, of I'm a play, lot of music We're going
6: I'm going to try to play lots of the songs that he wrote on our lunchtime time oldies today. Yeah. He was a magician he, with his partner, Hal David.
11: That's correct, yes, dude. Back yeah. in back my first girlfriend back in Philly, Gina Nelson, her name was. Her mother, you she looked like uh, she had a thing for Backrack. I'm thinking, man... Back when I was 15, 16, and he was, he's 34 years older than me. So, you know, and that was Gina's mother. Mm-hmm. But she says, you kind of resemble Burt Bagrack. I never saw, but that's what she used to say to me. <laughs> but uh, on Susie's note, I'm moving, like you said, I'm moving. That's my projective month, May. Mm-hmm. I'm just simply getting a, a small U-Haul van or the smallest truck and i'm just taking my bare necessities things that i want to keep and the rest i'm slowly getting rid of which i've been doing and she, i'm not living with patty i'm going to she's helping me to get a place she's doing all the shopping she's going to hook me up that's the bottom line and uh and she said don't worry about anything and uh she's got all the furnishings and all the things i need i'm going to need if i need anything she said, don't worry about anything and that's the deal, Sue. Well,
6: she sounds like a terrific lady, so people want yeah, to give you some
11: I'm not going to live with her at all. Okay, no, that's, uh, that's fine. Yeah, no, no. I, I'll tell you it's, what it is. Her her only daughter, Gina. She's a nurse, and she just got married last year. And they got a be- beautiful, big house. And uh, she stays on the like a, off like it's a upstairs extra. I don't know, like a studio, whatever it is. I haven't seen it, but the way she described it. And, uh, she has, she has her whole household in store. She goes, Joe, I got anything you need, so don't sweat it. So that's, that's real good. But Patty's, my sister, she is, she's an awesome girl. She does a lot of work for, uh, all, uh lawyers and doctors. She does a lot of paperwork for that kind of, for, the, for that kind mm-hmm. of businesses that, she helps out. I don't know. Well that's great. So, and all,
6: so. uh, you got a little time to get things organized and get them together. Yeah, yeah,
11: uh, yeah. But I come up with a little I got a little toothache going on. Not a, I, I know there's a little chipping and filling. And I don't have dental right now and I had Husky D, I think they're dropping me. But I just up because I got a brochure right over here and not yet. So I got an appointment for that and I'm gonna have to pay out of pocket. So you know, it's just the way it is. But I'm going to have to take care of that. I don't want to have any problems, you know, with a tooth, so.
6: Nope, take care of that. hope it goes well, and uh, we'll talk yeah. to you later.
11: They gave me a pair of uh, $65, for, uh, uh, you know, to give x-rays and get an exam. Mm-hmm. And then it's another, But I don't know what it's I have to talk to the actual doctor to fix the tooth. And then a cleaning and stuff. Then they get a program set up that's like 500 bucks. But I, I have to have it, Tom, because, I, you know, it's sure, teams are very important.
6: Absolutely. All right, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you later.
11: All right, Stu. Take care.
6: Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning. <coughs> uh, hello, hello, Stu. Hello there.
9: Hello. How are you?
6: You know, I didn't uh, get any action. You were looking for... Uh, yeah. I'm trying you know, to remember what you were looking. Well,
9: you know, I well, I I think Sue might have been on uh, when she said something about Heart Springs, it's out of Massachusetts. Yeah. That did ring a bell because these places are they're not local. There one I think there's one in Rhode Island and there might that at that Heart Springs, if that's what it is, that sounds
6: yeah, but you were you were looking for um, yeah, but, but brothers and sisters uh, to donate. No,
9: but but they're they're aff- I think they're all affiliated. I was gonna suggest maybe you used to have oh gee whiz I can't remember her name. She she would listen in all the time. She's a, a member or was a member of uh, the Norwich government, mm-hmm. uh, the social services.
6: Oh, yes, yes, we have um, some new people there in the uh, social services.
9: Yeah, because I was wondering if maybe one of them would know something about Because mm-hmm. I know people know what I'm talking about because everybody gets these.
6: Yeah, Big Brothers and Big Sisters you're talking about.
9: That's what I thought, but...
6: So, I mean, they'd be happy to pick up your stuff. we just got to get a, a, a number from them because yeah, they're in the what I area. that's but
9: uh, there are also other organizations that that's... I, I
6: well, I don't know much about the other ones. I know that they're the ones that usually get in touch with me, and uh, yeah. through the years, we've it's been simple. We've left some stuff out; they picked them up.
9: Yeah, it's pro- it's probably going to be within the next couple of months because they I think they do that. But I'd I'd like to get this done. My girlfriend's got uh, bins in her living room that she's you know waiting for somebody to be able to pick up. Bins, you said. Yeah, she's. Oh, yeah, she's organized.
6: <laughs>
12: okay.
9: She <laughs> whiz, I would. I, I'm not that organized. I I do the plastic bag thing.
6: Uh-huh. Uh
9: huh. What was Joey talking about?
6: Joey's moving in May, and he's uh, you know going to see his sister in Philly. Oh. And. Um, she sounds like a wonderful person. She's been asking him to, you know, come on down. We want to be near you, and uh, it's a, it's a nice story.
9: Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So he's moving out of state. Yes. Oh. Well, gee, Joey, we'll miss you.
6: Then he'll be when he's back. He'll bring some Philly cheesesteaks and things <laughs> like that. You know. Oh no. Philadelphia Pre- cream cheese. Soft
9: pretzels.
6: And soft pretzels. I
9: only went. Oh, my my husband and I, when we were dating, we went to. You wanted to go to Gettysburg, and, oh, my God, Gettysburg is really beautifully moving. It, mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's, it is. It's something about it. It's uh, otherworldly.
6: Everybody says that's been there. It gives them an interesting, strange feeling.
9: Yeah, and mm-hmm. we went in October, and we went on a balloon ride, which was the best thing ever. Oh, everybody go on a balloon ride.
6: It wasn't a Russian balloon, was it? Oh,
9: it no. was a wonderful balloon. Mm-hmm. It was the best balloon. And then we had those soft pretzels. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were to die for. The, there's nothing. They, I've made soft pretzels. I can make soft pretzels. You can get the crappy frozen ones. The Philadelphia pretzels are just out of this world. The fake. <laughs>
6: I I really didn't know that they were known for those pretzels. My goodness, you're getting yourself worked up.
9: You want to buy a bag and eat the whole bag.
6: You're getting worked up over this. Oh,
9: they really are that good. Uh, There's no words for it. Are they better than a blizzard? Oh, man. I'm telling you, if you put a Dairy Queen right next to that pet pretzel, little, uh, is a small pretzel shop. Uh And they did them all by hand, and it was incredible. Uh Yeah, put the Dairy Queen right next to that place. We would have (laughs) a Dairy Queen extraordinaire.
6: Yeah, pretzel pretzel (laughs) ice cream. All right, well, maybe today we can get you an answer to that.
9: Yeah, well, you know, maybe it'll just stay in someone's mind that they can... Because I'd really like to get these out of our living room. Mm -hmm. And they're good clothes, you know, good quality and everything. All right. Well, thank you, Stuart. You're it's welcome. At least uh, maybe it got in somebody's head.
6: Yeah, we'll get it for you. I'm okay, sure we will. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Big brother, big sister. How do we get in touch with them? You're on the, you're on the air. Welcome.
5: Hi, Stu. Um, I have that phone number for the uh, Heart Springs, big brother, big sisters.
6: Okay, uh... I'll take it down, and uh, but this is out of Massachusetts, right? Or
12: well,
5: it... um, they do have one in Rhode Island, and I've donated. They've come uh, here from Rhode Island at one point mm-hmm. when I donated. Um, it's 413-732-7111. Mm-hmm.
6: Okay, I know that... Uh... You know, big brothers and big sisters have something around here, too, but I just don't have the number off
5: Yeah, I I called them, you know, years ago, but they, this is what they gave me, so.
6: Well, thank you. Okay. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Okay, thank, thank you. you. W I C H weather. Scattered rain showers likely this afternoon. Breezy, 48. Tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered showers until later tonight, 45. And Friday, mostly sunny, breezy, and mild. High 56 Saturday, sunny, and 45 And Sunday. Some sun, becoming mostly cloudy, breezy with a high 44. Rain or a wintry mix possible at night. Currently, it's moving up to 41 degrees. Our number, of course, is 889-5252. Fox News Commentary.
13: The majority of Democrats don't want Joe to run again. Uh Uh-oh, Joe, they're already throwing you out like yesterday's trash. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next.
0: It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the 1-2-3 protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD
13: years, Joe Biden has been a useful puppet for the left. He's pushed through horrible legislation after horrible legislation, and he's done it while barely being able to form complete sentences. Pretty impressive when you think about it. But the Democrats might have used Joe to his limit, and they're already ready for a new Trojan horse. A new poll from the Associated Press shows 37% of Democrats say they want him to run for a second term, down from 52% support he had ahead of midterms. Many respondents are concerned with his cognitive ability, and it's pretty easy to see why. I mean, just listen to him. Could he win again, even with the powerful and cut Democratic machine at play? Well, when it comes to adults overall, only 22% say he should run again. The symbolic coup is already in motion, folks. Governor Newsom, Pete Buttigieg, and Kamala are sharpening their metaphorical knives, so watch your back, Joe. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is fearless at outkick.com.
6: Stu Bry reminding you that you can email me. It's it's an easy one. Stu at W-I-C-H Viewpoints, opinions, I'll answer you. You're on the air. Welcome.
14: Hi, Stu. Good morning. Morning. Um, I wanted to tell Sam maybe uh, the Madonna house would take uh, the clothes. Oh, there's a lot um, of different
6: places that will do it for sure.
14: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or call Jill down at the uh, St. Vincent de Paul mm-hmm. kitchen because there's a lot of people that need clothes, like uh, especially if they're women's. Um, you know, they're going to be going to work in an office or something like, along that line. I've done that. Isn't the um, goodwill open in knowledge, yeah, too? Yeah,
6: there's goodwill. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, I, I guess our, our buddy uh, wanted to just go with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but there's oh, a lot good. of places that will take them. Yeah. I like to give uh, things away for places that... Um, Give it to people for a hundred percent. I mean, you know what I oh, mean. They're absolutely. not. They're not selling it. They just give it give it away. Is what I'm looking for. Yeah.
14: Well, I have uh, two storage units that I'm paying rent on with mm-hmm. furniture from my other house that I sold.
6: Oh, then you got to move so, some stuff out. Yeah.
14: Well, yeah, I've got to do that in the spring. I'll probably end up just giving it away. Whoever, you know, that type of thing. Hmm. Um. I wanted to say I w- I've been to Gettysburg and down through there. Wow, what a feeling I got. Well, I went to the cemetery Yep. where, oh, my goodness, what a feeling I got.
6: Did it feel oh like it might goodness. be haunted? Some Somebody so, told me that it felt eerie, like um, there were ghosts yeah, there. I, hmm?
12: Yeah,
14: I guess I just felt that way, too. And uh, when the Mystic Art Festival, has, uh, they had a, a painting there of the Confederate and the Union, and the soldiers, some of them were ghosts walking around. It was a wonderful picture. Many I saw it years ago, hmm. but um, she's right about the pretzels. Oh, golly! Philadelphia pretzels. pretzels. Who knew? I didn't
6: know that. <laughs> you know about yeah, the cream cheese? I, uh,
14: yeah, I love. I love them, and wow, well, it's like a laced potato chip. One, you can't just eat one. I'm not a potato chip well, person. Well,
6: what an advertisement. Uh, she gave it for those pretzels. <laughs> she got everybody going here. My goodness. Yeah.
14: But uh, also the, uh, what do you, Philly steak sandwich. Mm. Oh my gosh. I spent two weeks down that uh, way uh, on business with my husband. And even down in there, I got to go strawberry picking, you know, traveling around. <laughs> I found this big strawberry patch. And that was the time that the cicadas were out, and they were making brownies, you know, those bugs that come out, whatever, seven or eight years or something. Hmm. But the cicadas were everywhere. So, and yes, Joey, you know, I'm I'm glad that he has family. It's so nice to have family. But I guess we'll all miss him, you know.
6: Well, he, he'll still keep in touch, I know, just like Miss M in Massachusetts. She keeps in oh, touch with yeah.
14: us. yeah, Yeah, you know... Um can I uh how can I word it I I want to wish the best to uh, Marty
6: I Yeah sure we uh you know I just uh contacted him yesterday so um yeah you I'm certainly you can wa- wish uh, Marty the best we certainly uh wish him you know he's he's so talented you might see him on the nightly news
14: I I really hope so because you know I just Gosh, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm so. I guess change is part of life, you know. Oh yes. But with me, you know, with me, I just miss that morning show. Mm-hmm. I um. But at least we have you. I, I, I'm. I'm just hoping that you can hang in there for as long as you can. But you got to enjoy what life you have, too, Stu.
6: Absolutely, you can't work my friend. All
14: the time. Nope. But. Uh, well, but, thank you. You know, we all miss uh, Marty, but I also don't, I want you to have some time free from work and enjoy your life. Too. Oh, I do.
6: I have a vacation time. Don't worry. But Thank you.
14: Yeah, well, I know you're, you're going to go pretty soon, aren't you?
6: Yeah, pretty soon. On a three-week? a three-week uh, thing. Here's a question for you. What? What is the worst place to go on a first date?
14: Well, I don't want to go some place awkward.
6: No, I mean if you were having a first date, what'd be the worst place to go on a first date? I just got the this... worst place. Yeah, the worst place, yeah.
14: Well, I don't want to go to a bar where there's a drunken party. but <laughs> No, oh, I met my I, I met my husband at Lampirelli's. You remember oh, that? Oh
6: yeah, Pirelli's, yeah. Yeah,
14: I met my husband there, he was a sailor. <laughs> well I the wasn't worst place in the bar, I was in the restaurant. Okay, but there was a bar close by. I had a real good time, but I don't know.
6: The worst place to go... I don't want to go to
14: the drive-in, I'll tell you that.
6: Well, not on a first date, you know, maybe the second. Uh, The worst place to go on a first date is going to the cinema, because people really don't get to know each other on a first date at the cinema.
14: No, you're absolutely right. Years ago, there was a movie theater on Bank Street. Boy, they had class. With the guy, would be, what did you call those
6: people that had the little hats and uniforms? Oh, the ushers, the ushers. Yeah. Oh
14: yeah. my goodness. No, but I—I oh,
6: had my first date ever was at the movies. I don't think we said two words to each other. All oh right. no, that's not yeah. a
14: really. But the drive-in, I kind of stayed away from there. Yeah,
6: well, that well, that was because not there for was the a movies, lot of yeah. necking. Yeah, a lot of. Well, that's that's not too bad. All you know. <laughs> anyway, I got to go. But thank you. <laughs>
14: thank you. <Bye. clears
6: throat> the worst place to go on a first date. Number one, going to the cinema. Number two, McDonald's. Number three, staying home. It's an odd date. Number four, going to a parent's house. Ew, too soon. Number five, visiting a restaurant. Number six, going to a pub or a bar. Number seven, swimming. First, don't want to go swimming. Number eight, watching a football match. (laughs) Well... If she likes football, I guess that's number nine, first date, worst place to go, attending a funeral. Number 10, going to the park. where they have little surveys for everything, don't they? But the worst one is going to the cinema because you really don't get to know the person much in the movies. You know, you may, you, know, you say maybe three words, past the popcorn, and that's about it. So that happened to me. That was the worst date ever. Brilliant. All right. What else do we have here? We have an open line, eight eight nine five two five two. 5252 Driving turn-ons. Flashing their headlights to say thank you. That's a driving turn-on. Well, okay. Tells you that if there's a policeman down the road. Number two, owning an electric car is a turn-on. Number three, singing while driving... Number four, driving exactly at the speed limit. That's what everybody hates me when I'm at the speed limit because they act like I'm going so slow. They start to give me the finger. And I'm going the speed limit. Did that happen to you? Welcome to the program. Hi.
8: Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, I want to say I enjoyed your guest yesterday, Dr. Richard Urso.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, good.
8: I took down a lot of notes because I like what he had to say, mm-hmm. and I'm into vitamins, and vitamin D seems to do a lot, and I I write down these things. You, you can't believe everything you hear, but um, it's worth a try for me. You know, that's my gut. And the other thing was your commercials on uh, this Tommy Lahrens.
6: And do you, and what do you have to say?
8: Oh, I just wanted to say, it, it strikes me funny because I like what she has to say. A lot of people probably don't. But uh, she's uh, pretty much like me. You just say it. And uh, pretty much uh, to me, true to myself, the way she says it.
6: So it's pretty funny, and um, oh yeah, she's a, she's a hot ticket. But thank you for calling; I appreciate it. You're welcome. She's the one that you know that she does that little one minute deal we have. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Yes. Good morning, still. Morning, sir.
9: Well, I see they got that uh, that bum who shot that that off duty cop in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God gonna for that. Go, he's going to go away for life. I hope so. <laughs> uh, there's no bail either. That
6: well, was that's good, good to hear because we always hear the other way around where they're giving soft punishments, but uh, no bail, life—that's it. I wouldn't care if he got the gas chamber, but he won't.
9: Yeah, when they when they arrested him, the uh, the police uh, used uh, the police officers uh, handcuffs to mm-hmm. handcuff him. Good, you know.
6: I would keep him in cuffs for forty years.
9: And uh. The Republicans uh, just get tired of uh, about being lied about. That's why they uh, erupted in the uh, against the uh, President Biden.
6: Yeah, some people say that was awfully rude, but uh, I can see the frustration, particularly on that particular issue. And
9: there was only for a few ye- of them. There for years. A bunch of them.
6: Yeah, no, it wasn't. wasn't all and, of them, of uh, course.
9: Pelosi can rip up the speech, but nothing happens to her. Remember when she ripped up the speech? Yeah,
6: that was probably the rudest thing you'll ever see in the...
9: But that's okay, mm. right?
6: Yep. Uh, That issue about Medicare and Social Security has been a political issue for years and years and years. And I guess it works because a lot of seniors buy into it, but it's not happening. They're not taking it away.
9: Well, when Joe Biden was a senator back in '95, he he
10: wanted to cut Medicare. And that's uh, right. They Social have Security. That's so funny. You know, remember that?
6: They have videos that most people will never see because they are only on certain networks. But he was—he wanted to cut Social Security and Medicare, and yeah. he was f- profound about it.
9: <laughs> so much hypocrisy, huh?
6: Oh my God, it's it's amazing.
9: And another thing is—is uh, is Pat okay, I haven't heard, heard heard on the radio in a few weeks.
6: You haven't heard who on the radio? Patty. Oh, Patty. Um, maybe a week ago. I'm not sure. What's yeah. your
9: day call? I remember her calling.
6: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was about a week ago, but last I knew she was okay.
9: Okay. All right, Stu. Enjoy your day.
6: Thank you, sir. Welcome to the program. Stu Breyer with you.
9: Let's get Mikey. He likes it. He hates everything. Good taste, Stu.
6: Yeah, okay. <laughs> what was that? Uh, So First date, don't go to the movies. Second or third is okay, right? Look at these surveys that come in. I I, I read them because they're pretty interesting stuff. Five Valentine candies. Oh, we're only a few days from Valentine's Day. Wow. Don't get your cards late because, you know, you'll you'll be just Easter cards. You're on the air. Welcome.
15: Hi, good morning, Stu. How are you?
6: Hey, good morning, Candy.
15: Um, I have something to tell you about. Remember that lady I asked you about, about the the, the minister who does the weddings in Mystic?
6: Yes, uh-huh.
15: I saw it in the Wesley Sun last week. Uh, there were, you know, those little parts with the calendar that shows everything that's happening every day? Mm-hmm. If you get the sun. Um, anyway, it says free wedding ceremonies, 10 to 2. Of course, next week on the 14th on Valentine's Day, 10 to 2, Old Mystic Village Meeting House.
6: Well, this is the first year she hasn't called me, so I guess maybe she's filled up, which is good. Hmm?
15: Yeah, I guess it's still happening in case anybody wants to, you know, try to do that.
6: And there's no charge. She'll marry you.
15: Right. Whether you want to get married or not. Yes, it is. I think you can bring, you know, I'm sure you can bring other, I think she said you can bring the wedding party and all the people you need to bring along with you.
6: Why not? Yeah. That's great.
15: Yeah. So that's Hmm. happening. Um, I was thinking when Sam was calling, a lot of people have talked to her her, her about what she was looking for with the big brothers and big sisters. But isn't there a, a senior center in town that maybe she could ask them?
6: Well, I think she's in Voluntown, and um, yeah, they do have a senior center in Griswold there, so she could ask them certainly.
15: Mm-hmm. I mean, they should know something about that subject. I would, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Oh, I'm sure they'd be and, uh, happy to hear from big brothers uh-huh. and big sisters. They'd certainly be happy to help out. Sure.
15: Right, and then uh, today, later on today, I'll be mailing you another another envelope.
6: Oh, another envelope, eh? Mm-hmm.
15: Uh-huh. <laughs> So you're not going away right away, are you?
6: No, no, no. But uh, I'll, I always look forward to your envelopes. Always some very okay. interesting things. Okay. If in I there. mail
15: it today, it'll get there in three or four days. I guess Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. I'm guessing first part of next week it might get there.
6: Okay, my friend.
15: Something like that. Um, yeah, it's a big. It's like that eight by ten, a Manila one.
6: Mm-hmm. It's good to hear okay, from well. you. Thank
15: anyway, take care and have a good afternoon.
6: Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yes, we've got uh, no bananas. How about a $13,000 Valentine's Day package? Will that get somebody's attention? The Dallas Morning News says the uh, Jewel Hotel in Dallas is offering $13,000 Valentine's Day package. It includes flowers, balloons, a string quartet, a photographer, a marry-me marquee, dinner and drinks for 20 guests, a penthouse stay, massages, and breakfast in bed. Total price thirteen thousand dollars. Well, okay, marry me, Marquis. I hope you know she accepts that. Eight eight nine five two
16: five two. We'll be right back. And one of the
6: most successful producers in Broadway shows and movies, going to be on our program today. Julian will be with us. He's got a book out that tells his story, and I I couldn't put the book down. It's called Try Not to Hold It Against Me, is the name of the book. He's Julian Schlossberg. If you want some name dropping, he's been with just about every successful actor and actress through the years. They've worked with him. So I mentioned this earlier for what it's worth. A new study by the University of Bologna reveals that drinking two cups of coffee per day helps maintain a healthy blood pressure. What do you think? Researchers studied 1,500 coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers. They concluded the results are very clear. Peripheral blood pressure was significantly lower in individuals consuming one to three cups of coffee a day than in non-coffee drinkers. Caffeine is only one of the several coffee components, and certainly not the only one, with an active role. Positive effects on human health have indeed been recorded, even among those who consume decaffeinated coffee. We know that caffeine can increase blood pressure, but other bioactive components in coffee seem to counterbalance this effect, with a positive end result on blood pressure levels. How many years have we been talking about coffee is good? Coffee is not so good. Coffee is good. <laughs> I don't know and then, of course, we have the world's largest feet, a woman's largest feet gets high heels. A block club Chicago says the woman with the world's largest feet has received a pair of high heels from a Chicago boutique. Tanya Hebert is six foot nine with size eighteen feet. She was wearing men's shoes until the Chicago boutique. Mohop made her pair of high heels. So she needed to get taller, right? The four inch heels are black and tan and elevate Herbert to seven foot one. I'll tell you, ladies, I gotta give you credit. Walking around with those high heels, aren't they uncomfortable? always seems like they are. It's February,
0: but at Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, it's better known as falvey as we celebrate all month long with the President's Day sales event. Are you looking for a reliable vehicle to handle New England's unpredictable winter weather? A vehicle you can drive with confidence. Falvey's has a great selection of new and certified pre-owned 4x4 vehicles with more arriving daily. These vehicles are moving quickly, so come on down to Falvey's Motors, located at 395 West Thames Street, Norwich. Right now the road for Mohegan Sun, or visit us online 24-7 at falvies.com. We provide the best possible deal in a stress-free car-buying atmosphere. Not seeing what you're looking for? Unhappy with new car prices? With Falvey's, you can place a custom order to meet your needs at factory invoice prices for the entire month of
17: February and you'll also get applicable rebates. Hi, I'm TJ Falvey. Just a suggestion, before you buy, check with us. I'm sure we can save you money. Falvey's, you're gonna
12: love it.
6: Sad to hear that Burt Bacharach has died at the age of 94. 94, and uh, you have no idea. Maybe you do how many wonderful songs he uh, has written through the years. It's just amazing, the talent. Welcome to the program.
9: High heels are wonderful.
6: You like high heels, huh?
9: Well, the strange thing is when you're used to them, and I'm not talking four-inch heels now. I'm talking three and, and, you know, three and uh, lower. Uh, But when you're used to them, it's very strange walking around (laughs) flat-footed.
6: So don't you feel that you have to be extra careful with high heels? It'd be easy to twist your feet, no?
9: Yeah, well, a little bit, but when you're used to it, your balance is such that your legs are strong enough to hold up your body, because you get used to it, you know, you get a certain muscle in your calf and everything, Mm -hmm. and then when you go flat foot, you feel like a duck.
6: (laughs) Okay, so if you never tried high heels, you would not feel like a duck, but uh, when you do, you feel ducky.
9: I I feel feminine and pretty. And oh. they look nice.
6: Could you want to sing that song, I feel pretty? I, I feel, feel no?
9: pretty, yeah, I feel pretty, and witty, and gay.
6: Do you ever get high with your heels?
9: I don't go that high.
6: You don't go that high? No, right. no,
9: I, I think the four and five inch, <clears throat> they're just for ludicrousness.
6: <laughs> so when's the last time you wear high heels? You have special occasions, I think, right?
9: Uh, well, no, yeah, well, any day that I feel like wearing them is a special occasion. Oh,
6: okay, great.
9: I have a bunch of them they got to go with the outfit. That's the whole point.
6: I really feel, you know, I've often, well, I don't feel as bad now as I used to. I see women walking upstairs with the high heels, and they just seem so uncomfortable.
9: That is sometimes difficult, and mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. If I have to, I don't care. I will take them off. Oh,
6: you'll take them off. Good and, oh, for you. Oh, yeah,
9: tease them crows. You're going to wear those things. Yeah, you're going to... Don't be stupid, and you don't walk on great. Uh, I did that once. You walked on course. grapes, did you say? You know, if yeah, if you're in a city somewhere and somehow you're walking uh, and you end up unwittingly oh, walking grates, upon great. a grate, oh, okay. and you get the heel caught.
6: I thought you said grapes, but grates. Yes, okay. Well,
9: I, well, well, that would be pretty. I mean, you have too. to be
6: desperate for wine to walk on grapes with. So that would be heels. good
9: anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the barefoot. I mean, the people do wash their feet.
6: Well, listen. I I'm glad you called in. I don't feel so bad for women that wear heels anymore.
9: Well, you shouldn't because we sure look pretty.
6: Yes, I know
9: it's it's a it's a, it's a pretty thing. It that's basically <laughs> it. It's just yeah, it's it's just for pretty. That's all. You're right. All right. It's, yeah. If if you're comfortable in them, wear them. My daughter-in-law cannot. I can't believe that she can't wear heels. She's four ten.
6: <laughs> oh, they just don't feel right to her, right? No, she
9: can't walk in them. Okay. She's like a little, little, little kid. She, I have no idea why.
6: Like she does a Jerry Lewis routine? Yeah.
9: Ah. yeah. She doesn't mean to. I it, know. It just does, doesn't work for her. Well,
6: well uh, all right. Thanks for uh, checking in. It's all about balance. <laughs> it's <Basically, laughs> that's that's all about balance, yeah. I know.
9: okay, thank you. Thank sir. you.
6: I feel pretty witty. I'm going to have that song in my head now. Okay. The co-hosts of The View are allegedly getting annoyed with Whoopi Goldberg's flatulence. Wow. The source tells the website, it's been an issue for a while. The ladies will be talking about a serious subject on air when, when poof, they hear a sudden noise. It always seems to come from Whoopi at the end of the table, although she refuses to acknowledge she dealt it, it is all the junk Whoopi eats. She's already got a timid stomach and is lactose intolerant by her own admission. So people wonder why she's eating chips and salsa in the morning when Whoopi... <laughs> you believe that have... A- when L- Whoopi does her thing, it's a desperate situation. So uh, if you're ever on The View, be careful. Uh, you'll know where that's coming from. Yes, folks, we're searching for news. And we've got it. Four minutes before 11 at WICH AM and FM. So I'm interested in uh, talking to a, an off-Broadway film and TV producer, a radio and TV host, and a documentarian. He's done it all. What a story it is. Absolutely. It's called uh, Try Not to Hold It Against Me. So I wanted Julian to have a little fun with today after the 11 o'clock news. And, of course, then we'll get to uh, an open topic. Every minute I was now chomping at the bit for the Super Bowl. Hi, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, thank you.
6: You're
18: welcome.
2: I'm wondering uh, if anybody knows uh, the number. Uh, so, uh, someone, I think, from social services was on your show, and they were talking about moms' me- mom's meals instead of Meals on Wheels. Oh. I don't suppose you have the number. For <laughs> but that was a long it's time ago.
6: just called Mom's Wheels and not Meals on Wheels.
2: Yeah, and hmm. they said it was very good. So I thought, I don't know what the, you know, qualifications are. To yeah, I
6: wonder what the difference that. from Mom's Meals to Dad's Meals. Yeah. Know,
2: yeah.
6: <laughs> Dad's Meals have tools in the mashed potatoes, maybe. I don't know.
2: I don't know either. But
6: Oh, uh, I'll try to get it if somebody knows it. Yeah.
2: Um, and, uh, talking about high heels, mm-hmm. I worked in an office, and wore them all day, and I'd come home, and I wouldn't think of, uh, you know, changing, I'd just still walk around in them. So
6: they didn't bother you that no. much?
2: They got, you know, to me, I didn't give it a thought. Oh. I just, you know, liked them.
6: Well, obviously, a lot of people do. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's definitely seems to be a dress-up thing, but did you watch wear them just casually, too? or
2: No, uh, mostly for work and going out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, you know, if I'd get up, like, on a Saturday, I was just going to work around the house, well, you know, with sneakers, or, of course, you know, going anywhere. That was not... A place to wear heels. Yeah. And I and I, it didn't bother me to take them off and walk, you know, without them either. Well, okay. So I'm lucky because now <clears throat> I couldn't wear them to save my life.
6: <laughs> oh, you couldn't wear high heels now?
2: Not now. No. My old age here. Yeah. The golden years, you know.
6: Well, I uh, usually, uh, when I see a gal with high heels, I'm usually, God, I hope she doesn't fall. Yeah. So I always feel.
2: And now it's one of those things that I'm thinking, it's foolish. You know, why Why are we wearing high heels?
12: I you should always be comfortable, that's what I say. Yeah.
2: I, don't, I don't consider it <laughs> sexy anymore, just, you know.
6: Well, thank so you I, for that. I'm looking for those calls. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Hi, WICH.
2: Oh,
10: hello. Uh, I'm supposed to talk to Stu Breyer.
6: Yes, sir, this is Stu, and uh, this must be Julian, right?
10: It is, and nice to meet you, Stu.
6: Nice to meet you. Now, we have a, a couple-of-minute news break. If you could ho- uh, hold on, and we'll be right with you.
10: Oh, I've been holding for years, Stu.
6: All right, hang in another couple of minutes. Okay, Thanks. sure. All right, we'll be talking with Julian after the news. Coming up, 42 degrees right now. It should get up to about uh, 42 a pretty nice day. We're going to catch up on some news, and we'll talk with. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This book is fabulous. Everybody would uh, love to read this one because you know we love the the old shows and the movies and the uh, some of the stars we grew up with. It's called "Try Not to Hold It Against Me." Personality Radio, W I C H A M, thirteen ten Norwich, ninety four point five FM, Norwich. Let's. Here are the latest news. We'll be right back.
1: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. The death toll from the earthquake, the aftershocks in Turkey and Syria continues to climb. More than 19,000 people are dead. Reporting from the Disaster Zone, the BBC's Anna Foster says it's a dire humanitarian situation for the survivors.
2: People don't have the shelter that they need, they don't have the the food or the water that they need. They don't have the warmth that they
1: need. And Town Hall News joining forces with international non-profit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief food and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information available on the website srnnews.com. Well, those lines at the unemployment office, they got a bit longer last week.
10: The Labor Department says
1: applications
10: for jobless aid in the U.S. for the week ending February 4th rose by 13,000 last week to 196,000. Even with the increase, layoffs remain historically low despite the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate policy intended to cool the economy and bring down inflation. It's the fourth straight week. Claims were under 200,000.
1: Correspondent Jeremy House. Well, these folks can indeed go home again. Residents of East Palestine, Ohio, allowed back in their homes following last week's fiery toxic train derailment. Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania hospitalized for observation after reporting feeling lightheaded while attending a Democrat retreat. Fetterman suffered a stroke during the campaign last year. Initial tests at George Washington University Hospital have turned up no evidence of a new stroke. However, more tests are being performed. An exceptionally gifted and wildly popular composer has died. Bert Backrack was 94 years old. A spokeswoman says he died of natural causes at home in Los Angeles. Wall Street, the Dow's up 215 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're enter- it's time for the number one talk show of eastern Connecticut and southern Rhode
0: Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310
6: WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. All right, I'm looking forward to speaking with Julian. Julian has got a book everybody would enjoy. Julian uh, Slosberg, his memoir, Try Not to Hold It Against Me. Good morning.
10: Good morning, Stu, and how are people in the Rose of New England?
6: Rose of New England, they're doing good, and uh, this is just... Up there alley, this kind of book, because we're oh. into all of the things you, you know, after reading a good portion of your book, I feel like I've known you, you know, because I grew up with Sid Caesar. I saw the movie "Bambi," and I was mortified. <laughs> so I said,
10: "Yes, I wonder what it did to all of us who saw that film, and, me. you can't shoot the mother. What was Disney thinking?
6: I don't know, and I don't know if you could get away with it now. I don't oh know. my God, no. We we don't care much about the dad, but uh, the mom, gee, you know. So, Julian, a TV producer, radio and TV host, a documentarianism. (laughs) (laughs) A new word. That's quite a weekend you had there.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Stu. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think the pandemic uh, certainly has been terrible for many people for many reasons. I, but the only reason I think a book came out of me was the pandemic, because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I had to kind of come up with something that I tried to create. And it, it's I, I, the book, as you mentioned, I think, I hope it takes you back to the time that will never come again, yes. where we were able to live in conclaves of a neighborhood, and we would go downtown New York to see a movie which would play a year before it came to the neighborhoods. It was such a different world. That's right. And uh, I wanted to write about that, but I also wanted to write, as you say, about working with Sid Caesar and Steve Allen and so many of you, and the great comics like Woody Allen and Elaine May and uh, Larry Gelbart, Neil Simon, all of them were, were in my life, but I loved comedy, even as a kid, like you did, obviously, watching Sid Caesar.
6: Oh, yeah, you're all very I funny wanted yourself. All yeah. I was
10: to meet these people mm-hmm. and shake their hand. The fact that I became their producer—that still, still boggles what's left in my mind.
6: Well, I think Julian, once and for all, we need a definition of a producer. You know, people see the oh producer—that's that's okay. You know, but oh, there's a lot more a, to it. Give me your definition of producer as you've done, of course.
10: Well, it is sad too, <clears throat> Stu, when you think about it, because as the public watches, they see 18 names for producing, and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Of course, it's not the case it just means that most of the time they wrote a check uh, they used to be called angels that they weren 't listed but what a real producer does is find a property that he wants to make, whatever it might be hires the director he raises the financing he 's involved in the casting and in charge of the me- the marketing and the publicity uh, and the promotion and you know it 's a big big uh, responsibility of a project even a song has that even a song uh has to have a producer yeah so uh i'm very happy to be known as a line producer uh and that's what i do i'm on the line for all the things i just mentioned
6: so how would it work so um you know say i'm al pacino and I would call you and say, look, i got this uh, project I'm going to be, and do uh, you want to get involved with it? Is that how it goes? Or?
10: It would be the other way around. Okay. Uh, most likely, Pacino would not be calling me. I'd be calling him. I see. And, and after about 14 tries, he might call back. But, you know, <laughs> it's just a funny thing. What what really happens is this. I, let's just say, we'll take an example. Um, a lady came to see me. Uh, with a two-page treatment by a man who had written it and uh, who had had a success on Broadway called Da. Uh, his name was Hugh Leonard. Mm-hmm. And the lady who came to see me was Prudence Farrow, and her sister was Mia Farrow. And and this was this little film that they wanted to do with Mia starring in it. And I read the two pages, and I thought, well, this is interesting. I, I, I'll, let me see if I can make this uh let me see if we can get the financing to have you leonard write the screenplay so he we did get the financing he wrote the screenplay and now how do you get the money well it took so many years to make this movie that mia farrow who was going to play the daughter ended up playing the mother
6: my goodness that's something huh
10: you know it can take a long time the movie was called widow's peak by Mm -hmm. the way um and it was a lovely movie Joan Plowright and Natasha Richardson played the the daughter and Joan Plowright the grandmother three generations of women but that's an example of a two page treatment get the screenplay made find your director and then raise the financing and then hopefully make a movie that you like and that's another thing as a producer you can only have so much to say there are a lot of other people it's a collaboration there's a writer, there's a director there's a star let's say and everybody's got an opinion there's no <laughs> as we know even in the public when they go to a movie mm-hmm. they have the opinion so it's like the, it it was an interesting uh, uh, journey on that one that was the long that took me the longest of any project i ever worked i
6: liked on. your uh, you know and i, I love the book cuz the chapters they're small they get right to the point and then you just boom 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 you're going to different aspects of your life but uh, i liked uh, i learned about mia Farrow. With uh, oh, yes. quite a bit because you have a lot about her.
10: Yes, she, well, she's a lovely, lovely woman and very, very seductive in nothing, I don't mean in any way sexual, mm-hmm. I just mean as a human being. But you see, most actors are. Uh, most actors are, are sed- seducers. That's what they do. They're professional seducers. And uh, if we're lucky and you uh, kind of get an actor who is loved by both men and women, let's say someone like you, Jackman, you've got everything going for you, because mm-hmm. everybody loves them. Other times, they're just women, just for women, or just for men, but if you get both, you've hit the jackpot.
6: Like a Cary Grant, I assume.
10: Right? Perfect yeah. example. And you Paul did, Newman, you another example. Paul Newman. Redford in his height, another example. So, it's a, it, uh, it's a very interesting game, and I started out Stu as a New York City taxi driver, and listening to Nichols and May on the air, Woody Allen, Alan Arkin, and as I say, the idea that I ended up with them, making film or theater or television with them still is a very hard thing for me to comprehend at my age, which as you know is not young.
6: Well, I guess if we both watch Sid Caesar we're pretty much in the same generation.
10: I I think so. So we have deepest sympathy for both of us.
6: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I find reading about you, you really, the confidence that you seem to build from chapter to chapter when you say, yeah, I can do this, where ordinarily you'd have to wait years to do some of these things. Um, Were you always like that as a kid?
10: I think I started out with a terrific advantage. I was an only child, and my I knew both my parents loved me. When you have that as a beginning... Mm-hmm. You have confidence. You do have, because you've been told you're a pretty good guy. And so I think that was the case. Also, in many times when I said, I'm going to do this whether they want it or not, I wasn't married with children. I didn't have a mortgage to worry about or a college education. So as some people have written, I'm courageous. Yeah, but with an asterisk, because you can be courageous when you don't have those kind of obligations.
6: So when you were starting to get to the height of your career as a you know a producer and a TV host, radio and TV host, did you ever wake w- up one morning and say, I oh, don't believe it, today I'm going to be with Barbra Streisand?
10: <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I would say that at the beginning, of course, that would yeah. happen. If I was sitting in the New York studio and, and in walks Betty Davis, you know, or mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, or whomever, sure, Bob Hope, George Burns, I mean, these incredible people I grew up with, and here I am talking with them on a one-to-one basis. What they used to comment on, which I realized only in retrospect it meant something, was that I had no notes. But I didn't need any notes, Stu, because Mm -hmm. I knew their careers. That's right. I mean, but I didn't realize how unusual that turned out to be, at least as...
6: They thought. Anyhow, we we're uh, we we're right near a two big casinos here, uh, and uh, you know Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun, and of course a lot of the uh, folks that appear there when we get on our program, and you know, I'm, next thing I know, I'm standing next to Steve Allen and getting a picture with him. I said, "Man, because you know, <laughs> these are people that I just loved growing up. It's a great feeling."
10: It, it is. It is, and I, I I don't think I don't think. Um, I, in fact, I think the people who are the most uh, starstruck are generally people in the business, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of funny because if you think about it, well, sure they would be because that's why they went into the business, because of those people. So, of course, they get excited upon meeting them.
6: So I've done a lot of interviews, and you've done a ton of interviews, and uh, just a little bit about your radio career. Uh, you must have interviewed you know, tons of people. Because you did it for a few years, right? With all the other I was things, on,
10: I was on a station called WMCA for yep. seven years and WOR for two. Yeah,
6: I know both and, of those. Yeah,
10: yeah, and I left WOR not because I had to; no one fired me, but I, I had lost a bit of it, Stu. Uh, after a while, I guess after nine years, it was. Oh uh, my
6: goodness! It, yeah, it,
10: I don't. I didn't, and I don't mean I was bored. But the excitement it was it was a real obligation i had to be in new york city because uh especially with mca because it was a call-in show so mm-hmm. you, you had to be there so i yes I, but i was glad that i i did the show i i write about it in the book and i write about some of the people who were on the show because they were so exciting to uh, interview I think in our case, as we're doing now, and you're obviously that kind of interviewer, it's much better if it's a conversation as opposed to an interview. And there's a Mm -hmm. big difference, as you know.
6: Well, that's an excellent point. So, uh, Julian, uh, did you you save those tapes of the radio interviews?
10: I did. I saved them. In fact, I'm hoping, I can't announce it yet, but a major uh, institution wants them. Uh, for educational purposes, which is very exciting to me, so I hope it all happens. I'll know next month. And, uh, but I have saved them all, every one of them. I have hundreds and hundreds of tapes. And uh,
6: I was thinking, driving in today, that because of the myriad of guests that you had, that maybe it was something you could just put online, or where people could hear these interviews. Or
10: yeah, I, I've been thinking about that. You know, Stu, when you have... If you're fortunate enough, and clearly I know this is not luck, but it's also fortune. You can go a lot of ways. What my what my decision was as a young man was, I, I, I'm not going to get a law degree. I'm not going to get a medical degree or a dental degree. I'd better learn everything. If you like show business, you better learn every aspect of it. Try to learn it, because I knew knowledge was power, and I hoped that if I could have this knowledge, I'd have some power. And it, it, it worked out that way. It, it did. But I really worked at it. This was not something that I kind of did half-heartedly. I wanted to learn all of the aspects of, of the business. And that's how I ended up owning a record company with uh, my friend Danny Goldberg. I mean, we... we Between the radio, the television, being in movies and theater and television, I mean, I did it because I wanted to learn all of it. And then I worked in all of it. So I guess to answer your question, which you asked when we were both much younger, the answer (laughs) is I'm hoping those tapes will find a home uh, in this institution. If not, yes, I've I've thought about doing a podcast
6: as well. I mean, you think of these... This talent that you've interviewed, people would, uh, you know, our age would just love to hear that stuff. Um, So so that's really good. I know the listeners would definitely want to ask me, to ask you, uh, to just give me uh, just a short little story of somebody you worked with that everybody would know. I mean, looks like you worked with everybody, but, you know, Bob, Hope, Woody Allen, good grief.
10: Well... I, I, as I said, comedy was my thing, and, and uh, I wanted to work with the great comic uh, geniuses of our time. Mm-hmm. But it, it's an interesting question because I've never really thought of pinpointing someone. I ought I, to I, I look in the book. I should have looked in the book before I came on, Stu.
6: Well, I'll send you a copy. No problem. <laughs>
10: so, <laughs> you know, it's not very easy to get a copy right now. No, I... we, we, we sold out the first printing in two days. And Uh, I went on Amazon this morning, and it said, temporarily out of stock. I was excited, but I was depressed. I said, well, wait a second. Mm -hmm. What's happening here? Well, I'll tell you a a funny story. I don't know if it's funny. I find it funny. Michael Palin is part of the Monty Python troupe, Mm -hmm. and he's a wonderful talent. And and we were going to meet. He had made a movie that I had decided I would distribute, and we were going to meet in New York for a breakfast. And I was sitting at the table when he walked over. He didn't know me, and I didn't know him. His first line was, I've always wanted to make a movie called Conan the Librarian. And uh, I just cracked up because Mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger had just made Conan the Barbarian, which was a huge hit. So the idea that he he opened with, I want to make a movie with Conan the Librarian, made me laugh a lot. And I said to him, but I know the tagline to put in the ad. He said, what? I said, it should read, don't forget to return the book. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you ask me, how did your relationship with Palin begin, that's how it began, and we became real fast friends. Uh, that that was a, kind of a funny thing. But in the business, you never know. I mean, I remember interviewing Rod Steiger, and I said, my God, one of the greatest films in history was you and Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront. And there you are in the back seat, and he says, I could have been a contender. And I said, uh, when I want to ask you, do you and Marlon, after you ever talk about that scene? And he said, I haven't spoken to Mr. Brando since we made the film. No. Now, that was 30-some-odd years later when I was interviewing. And I thought to myself, oh, my God. It's not what I thought. It's not that people stay in touch necessarily. And then you find in the entertainment business that you could eat, sleep, drink with people for months at a time, and that project's over and you may never see them again. I'm not used to that. I have my friends from public school and high school.
6: From yeah. your book, you stayed, you stayed in touch with a lot of people, and it seems like one of your, your closest friends, um, Elaine May...
10: Oh, it doesn't get better than that woman.
6: Yeah, and she's a... Oh, she's t- whoa, she talented.
10: Mm. She ta- she can do it all. She can write, she can direct, she can uh, act. I mean, here she is, close to 90, and she wins the Tony on Broadway for mm-hmm. the Waverly Gallery a couple of years ago. And I was privileged to be able to take her to the Tony Awards. And, no, she's a, a very special person who... who um, can actually do it all and is not interested in publicity. Now that's an unusual thing. Yeah, as as you yeah. know, Stu, people will do anything to get their name in a paper or get on a sheet show or an interview show. But she will, she will, she'll turn everything down and has turned everything down. Johnny Carson would call me and Murph. Gri- they would actually call and say, "Can't you?" Guys? I said, "No, she won't do it. She does. She's not interested in doing this kind of." Thing. It doesn't interest her. What interests her is the work, and that's what she's done.
6: You're very you're very amicable, but uh, there must have been some people that you met, uh, you know, very popular people that you may have been disappointed what they were like in real life, or um, do you befriend most of them?
10: No, I think that, like anything else, you meet some people that you don't want to be in a foxhole with,
6: mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah
10: uh yeah i mean i i've i've fired a star i fired a tony award-winning director so no you have to do it but you see what happens to and i think you'll understand this a lot people sometimes really mistake kindness for weakness and that's a mistake especially with me mm-hmm. because i am kind and i want to take the high road but if you're going to cross me you're going to get it i'm not going to sit back i'm a street kid from New York City still I'd just rather not take that highway
6: interesting very interesting you know sometimes we have a, an impression of Hollywood people that you know they're uppity they're this they're that but uh, in real life they have the same problems as everybody
10: of course and the other thing about uh, stardom you're damaged goods most of the time when you become a star and you're damaged this way mm-hmm. you've been rejected you've been turned down You you've had such, you've been treated badly by and large. So the time you make it, you're pretty angry. And so it's not an easy thing to... It's not a a hard thing to understand. It's not hard to understand why some people behave badly. It doesn't excuse them, I believe. But I'd say guilty with an explanation, as we say in travel.
6: Well, You're right. Like some people one time won't give an autograph another time. They might. You don't know what's going on in, in their, their lives. Oh, and, yeah. you know,
10: you and I break up with a woman or a man or whoever you're living with, and nobody knows it except your friends. Well, in this world, everybody knows it. Everybody knows your yeah. personal life. Even that's, before you broke up, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's, they're through. That <coughs> marriage is on the rocks. I mean, come on.
6: This may be a tough question for you, but uh, with all the successes you had, putting something together, getting something that turned out to be magic, whether it be Broadway or movies, uh, was there one in particular that you say, boy, that was a double home run?
10: Well, I think like any pro- any producer, you've had your successes and failures. Mm-hmm. Nobody hits a home run all the time, as we know. But I think, and sometimes a lot of my fellow producers would say that some of the, quote, failures are some of their favorite shows. It doesn't necessarily mean that the fact that the the public didn't come means you still may love it a lot. But I think I'm the most proud in some ways of two things. One, um, there was a movie that Orson Welles made that languished for 40 years. It was unseen and... Uh, Orson Welles's daughter came to me with it. It was his version of Othello.
12: Uh-huh. And I
10: looked at it and it was brilliant. But it was out of sync and it had problems with the music. Well, some men in Chicago put the beautiful music track together with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And then I took the film and brought it back um, with a mix. When you do a mix, you you put the sound in sync and you make sure the sound effects are right and you marry that with the music and that's what we did and the film was one that uh, was given a huge send-off at the Cannes Film Festival and I had it for the world and we played it all over the world and it was nice because Wells only made about eight ten films and the fact that this had never been seen I'm proud that I I brought that back Uh, yes I'll tell you a funny story on that though Mm -hmm. his his, uh, daughter uh, Beatrice Uh, lived in Las Vegas for many years and she had a she was a very very attractive woman You know, first met her I thought oh she might be a very heavy woman with a beard or something but she was a willowy blonde and very very lovely and had been a model. Anyhow she came into the office and we became friends and then she called me from Las Vegas and said oh I'm so depressed. I said why? Why? The movie's coming out it's great. She said well I just gave an interview with the Biggest paper in Las Vegas, and I just read the ending, and it's awful. I said, Well, what was the ending? And she said, They said that I, I, Beatrice, was most happy and excited about my father's new film, oh. A Fellow. A Fellow? A Fellow. A and then F E L L O W. Oh,
6: um, was the writer 14? I I
10: didn't say that. I said, I know you didn't. <clears throat> That's so, amazing.
6: There you go. <laughs> that's great stuff I'm always fascinated when a, a movie comes out and it's a good movie but nobody pays any attention to it like it's a wonderful life and then all of a sudden it emerges and I know you've helped in these situations sometimes and I, I spoke with Debbie Reynolds once and she said the the Tammy movie was a dud it was a bomb and then she had the hit song Tammy and they re-released it and it was a hit so there's uh, I guess never give up on something you think is really good
10: it's true, and, and that and that does happen. For example, <laughs> Bill Haley and the Comets had the song Rock Around the Clock. It yeah. didn't do anything. They put it in Blackboard Jungle. It became the number one song. I mean, Warren Beatty had a flop with Bonnie and Clyde. He went out, and he pushed, and he cajoled, and he did everything, and Bonnie and Clyde became the hit that it became. So it, 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 it a lot of films have R.I.P. all over it, and then someone does something. I played years ago a movie at uh, uh, Carnet, New York called Harold and Maude. Mm-hmm. It was a movie with Bud Cort and Ruth Gordon. It played two, three weeks in New York where I would play at least 10 to 20, 20. weeks died. And then a guy in St. Louis played it. And somehow in St. Louis it hit. And then it went to uh, Omaha. And all of a sudden this little movie, the little engine that could, became this cult movie that it became. But it started out over, so you never really know. And you you just kind of—if you believe in it—you want to fight Mm -hmm. for it.
6: Yeah, it's hard. Most
10: people, as you know, Stu, they let go of the ledge. If you can hold on and fight, you have a chance.
6: I love your book, and I think people are certainly going to love reading about it. I mean, there's so much more. We—I know we could talk for hours. But uh, you really cover, cover it all in the book about some of the people that you've met, some of the great relationships that you've had, and some of the movies and, and Broadway. And Is the best place uh, movies, Broadway? Uh,
10: well, you know, it's the one thing about... People often ask me, what do you, since you produce in theater, film, and television, in all mediums, do you have a favorite? And I, I think the reason that theater is my favorite is... As an audience member, I'm so excited to feel it. You know, watching it on television and film, you can feel it somewhat, but not the way you feel it when you're in a live theater with a lot of other people. It's such a difference. And, you know, in film and television, as you know, Stu, the the, the director is going to show you what you have to see. You're, you're not going to choose it. But in theater, you can look where you want. You're the camera. You mm. can see what you want to watch. Not what they decided, I'm going to do a close-up of this woman now. No, no, not in theater. You've got that power. So I like the feeling of, of, of it. And also, as a producer, thank God for one location. You know, when you're doing film and television, you could be in 20, 30, 40 locations.
6: Oh, yeah. it seems like you've been uh, everywhere.
10: Yeah, every, Everywhere, it's true. I was amazed with Debbie Reynolds on my show. I wonder if she did it on yours. What a great mimic she is or was.
6: Well, yeah, she was. She was great. Very congenial. Very nice. I don't know if she did uh, that with me. We didn't have that long a period of time, but she was going to come in the studio, but we did it on the phone. And she was held so down to her. She said, "I don't want to put on makeup, so <laughs> I just want I'll talk to you on the phone." And she was. But I'm, but, I'm, but
10: she, she yeah, a great mimic. I mean, I was so surprised. Obviously, you know, Rich Little. We know how great Sammy Davis Jr. was, but this yeah. woman could really do it, and that was something that was surprised me, actually.
6: So, what are you up to these days?
10: Well, I'm up to pushing this book, it looks like. Try not to hold it against me. (laughs)
6: So far, you're doing a good job. You're in the (laughs) second printing.
10: Well, you're very kind. I will say this. Um, A friend of mine, Steve Guttenberg, who's a lovely actor, Mm -hmm. uh, had written a book called The Guttenberg Bible. And I read it, and I said, Steve, I think we could make a play out of this. Would you take a swipe at it? And he did. And it's a four-character play, and we're going to open it at the George Street Theater in April of this year. We start rehearsal next month. And I'm calling it Tales from the Guttenberg Bible. And uh, I think it's a very special play because he did something that I've never heard of in the show business. He just flew to California at 18 years old and determined to become a movie star. He didn't have any background, he didn't have any connections, and what he does, yeah. he sneaks on the Paramount lot, his father was an engineer, so he taught him how to hook up things, he found an empty office, he put a phone in, it's an amazing story, and this guy became a movie star for a while, as you know, with three men and a baby and a diner and cocoon and five or six police academies. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was amazing, and it's a lovely story, and he's a hell of a nice man.
6: One one more question, uh, Julian, because these things are popping into my head. Uh, People say that, where are all the great stars of the past? Do you see any at the present that are in that category?
10: Well, I think George Clooney is a very special uh, actor. I think, as I mentioned earlier, Hugh Jackman is. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, Stu, that they were making the studios one movie a week. They are making 50 movies a year. Yeah. When I was at Paramount, we made, I think, 15. It was a big year. So right off the bat, the gigantic difference... You could have movie stars, you could build them up, and you could get them to the public. Now, often a movie star will make a movie maybe three years for the next movie. It was a different world. And so those movie stars that we grew up with, with Tra- Spencer Tracy or Clark Gable, it's, that's never going to happen again, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But people like George Clooney and Hugh Jackman and Tom Hanks, I mean, they're, Tom Cruise, they're, I mean, we have some. It's just not the same.
6: Well, Julian, uh, where can we uh, everybody's final question? With where can we get your book?
10: Well, you just have to pre-order it until they, they they're doing the second printing. I think everybody, including me, was shocked that we sold mm-hmm. the first printing out in two days. So mm-hmm. I think you can get it at Barnes and Noble and anywhere there's a, a store near you. But I think it, I don't think it'll be ready till next week. It's going to take this week to print the. Okay. Another thousand or so. So, I hope. I hope. I hope uh, they'll be out soon. That's all I can say, Stu.
6: I get the. I get the picture that you, if you wanted to write another five hundred pages, you could. Well,
10: here's the exciting thing for me. I'm on my twenty-first chapter right now.
6: Uh huh. Okay.
10: I. Because I, I, what happened quickly was that I realized I forgot so many things. <laughs> And and we both know the brain is a computer, so I just have to try to keep retrieving.
6: All right, keep making those notes. Try Uh, not to hold it against me is the name of the book. Uh, And uh, Julian Sosberg, it's a pleasure speaking with you, sir.
10: And, Stu, it was to you, and I thank you so much for the opportunity.
6: Good luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Stu Breyer with the WICH. This is a book I think you would all love, sincerely. I mean, it's stories of him and all of these wonderful people that we grew up with, like Bob Hope. And there's a whole list in the back, and my goodness. (laughs) I'll talk more about it with you in just a minute. We're going to take a break. 889-5252 is our telephone number.
17: Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org.
16: You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. This portion of our
6: program is an open topic. I wish I had saved more of my interviews through the years. I did save some, but uh, if I had to do it over again, I definitely would have saved uh, so many that I think about julian schlossberg hollywood broadway is with it all friends of people like bob hope jane fonda betty davis jack lemon shirley MacLaine. he was very close he's got a chapter about shirley MacLaine. you know shirley has uh, visited with uh extraterrestrials and uh talks about all of them plus he's met uh president's Clint Eastwood, not Clint Eastwood, but George Burns, but he also knows Clint Eastwood very well, and uh, Willie Mays and Angela Linsbury. Man, this book is something. Okay, let's get down to business. Wych, hello.
9: Oh, I thought you were just talking about me. You said something about extraterrestrials.
6: No, I said let's get down to business.
9: <laughs> Monkey business, right? Yes, sir. Sir. Did anybody call in and give you the number for Mom's Meals?
6: No, but I'm willing to take it.
9: All right, grab your writing implement, get ready to carve. mm mm-hmm. uh, The number, it's a toll-free number. It's 833-200-6891. 833-200-6891. So 6891.
6: Oh, that's interesting. Mom's, uh, Mums Dirt, just for moms.
9: Yeah, apparently Mom has a nationwide toll free number. I'd mm-hmm. never heard of them before, and I was, uh, reading the website. It sounds awfully good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to really, uh, uh, put some effort into making their meals yummy and healthy. Um, they are care, they are covered by Medicare Advantage. And a few other programs. I think one was the Americans, Aging Americans Act, and a couple other programs. If, uh, particularly you're a senior citizen, you're not sure if you're covered, uh, for this kind of program, you can check with your social worker if you have one, or contact your local area on aging, which we do yeah, have here in you. Eastern yeah. Connecticut, and they could help you figure out if you, uh, qualify to have the cost covered. Um, They also have a program for people who just want to get good and healthy meals delivered at home, uh, even if you're not uh, Mm -hmm. needy or have health problems or whatever. They seem to be reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do have gluten-free meals, renal-friendly meals, and all sorts of things. So, uh, well,
6: Thank you for was, helping out on that.
9: I, I was fascinated because um, <laughs> my sister, uh, the one I've talked to you about down in New Mexico, mm-hmm. she has gotten Meals on Wheels, and of course I've heard from other people that they don't really fall under the category of yummy, and no. uh, typically I suppose there are exceptions.
6: Well, you could turn the wheels around, I guess.
9: Well, that's what this sounds like. So it's called Mom, Mom's Meals. Mom's Meals. And Sue has the number again. It's 833-200-6891.
6: Okay, thank you for that, Gus.
9: And now back to our show. All right.
6: <laughs> I wonder if, if Dad could Dad have a little bit as it, you know, just taste it. Mom's Meals. There it is. You ask and you shall receive. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Hey, okay. What's up?
5: What's up? He's talking about the meals and Medicare Advantage. I don't I don't know if it's depending on your insurance, but my husband got it after he was in the hospital last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you free meals for like two or three weeks, um, and then after that you'd have to pay for them. But TVCCA, I had used that with my mom for a while, and then we cooked, you know, she liked our food better. <laughs> so you know we cook we cooked for her, mm-hmm. but um you know they do a great job and one of the other advantages of meals on wheels, I know um, and this was many years ago, my neighbor had fallen and couldn 't get up, and his wife was was already in a hospital bed. But when meals on wheels came, when he didn 't answer the door, um, they sent somebody in and found that he had fallen and I don't know whether he broke his hip or whatever, but as I said, he couldn't get up. So, and and my daughter and my yeah sister-in-law's mother, it also meals on wheels went and found her in you know where she needed help. So that they not only provide nourishment, but they they're also a a stopgap for you. Um, You know, just in case of an emergency, they. So a lot of things available, available that some people don't even know
6: about. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank yeah, you.
5: So anyway, they need to check with their insurance to see how much it will get, it will cover as far as the the free meals from Medicare. Mm-hmm. But I do know, as I said, it was either two or three weeks that my husband got meals, you know, on um, from through the insurance after his hospital.
6: All right. Well, thank so you for that. I appreciate started, it. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you. You're welcome. WIC, it's weather cloudy, scattered rain showers like this afternoon. Breezy 48 tonight. Cloudy with scattered showers until later tonight, 45. It's pretty good for tonight, isn't it? Friday, mostly sunny, breezy 56. And Saturday, sunny, high 45. Not too shabby. We'll be back with more of your calls
4: coming up, you would be next. Friday, February 10th, come join in a celebratory evening at the Norwich Holiday Inn for the Norwich Events Organization Annual Gala, honoring John Shishmanian, Grand Marshal of the Norwich Winterfest Parade, and Deanna Rhodes, Grand Marshal of Norwich St. Patrick's Parade. All the fun starts at 6 p.m. and will feature a buffet dinner, silent auction, music and cash bar. Come meet this year's Grand Marshals. Tickets are $50 and all proceeds from this event benefit the Norwich Events Organization. That brings you the St. Patrick's Day Parade, Winterfest Parade, the 4th of July Fireworks, and First Fridays. Reserve your seats today by logging on to gonorwichct.com. Again, this gala will take place on Friday, February 10th at 6 p.m. at the Norwich Holiday Inn, 10 Laura Boulevard in Norwich. Reserve your tickets at gonorwichct.com and honor Grand Marshal's John Shishmanian and Deanna Rhodes and help support all the wonderful events brought to you by the Norwich Events Organization.
0: The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. By
19: now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new Samsung laundry set with extra large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 28 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands, the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off select appliances, including Samsung. Ends March 1st. Pricing valid February 9th through March 1st, 2023. dryer XR US only C store online for details. Working
6: on a very nice February day. Welcome to the program.
11: Hey, good afternoon again. Well, it's coming up on the noon. Hey, Stoops. Hey, that lady that just called in, she totally did her homework because her husband had it. I had a, a neighbor that lived here. She passed away. She was only like 56, but she had conditions. She never had to pay for it. And they come in a special big truck like a Meals on Wheels. And every week, it was a seriously good-sized box and had meals uh, frozen meals, or like TV meals, but very nourishing. Fresh fruits, vegetables, all kinds of things. And uh, Kevin did his homework. I think if you... Kevin did a good job talking about TVCCA will be a good contact around here. And, and the box was... I guess the, the kitchen, the manufacturer, it's called Mom's Meals. It set it right on the box. Every week, there'd be one on the doorstep. A couple times, I'd, I'd catch the guy, and i pulled pull him. We had somebody here, unfortunately... Thought he's going to be shifty, and he tried to take, it and I called. I said, "No, man, this, they, they, you know, but he don't live here anymore." But that was—it is. It's a good program for the needy, and uh, it serves their well. And your your guest—he was extraordinary. You know, you say you wish you could have kept a lot more of your interview. You just interviewed a guy. He, you know, he could be go down in the Guinness Book of World Records for all the work he's done. Oh, you Oh know? my so,
6: goodness, you have you have no idea. He does a whole section on are com- working with comedians
11: and well, uh, what I gotta they're get like. his book, man. Wow, it sold out in two days and now it's on print. That's ex- that's just great. But uh no and I like how he, when he interv- when you interviewed him, I love when they say your name like every other uh you know, you know, Stu and then they'll say something then, yeah, Stu. He that guy's a total gentleman too, for sure.
6: Well, he's had a a wonderful career, and um, he's worked very hard. He deserves everything he has.
11: No doubt. And another thing, I know you're a little older than me, but you guys totally identified in the conversations and and reminiscent and all. I thought it was just a great interview.
6: All right, thanks, uh, Joey.
11: Yeah, so I'll enjoy your music here, and uh, I'll be listening at one. It will be an open topic, right? Yes, sir. All right, my man. I'll talk to you later, Stu. See you
6: later. Well, i got to tell you about a scam. (laughs) What what else is new? From the Better Business Bureau, they sent me this. They keep in touch with me so I can pass along this information to you so you won't get scammed, and then I'll get to another phone call. So uh, stand by. We'll get to uh, a call in just a moment. But you receive an email that appears to come from Facebook and says something like this. Recently, we discovered a... Breach of our Facebook community standards on your page. Your page has been disabled for violating Facebook terms. If you believe the decision is incorrect, you can request a review and file an appeal at the link below. The message may also state that if you don't act in the next 24 hours, Facebook will delete your account permanently. The email includes a link that appears to lead to Facebook.com because you want to keep your account because you know you get on Facebook and show everybody the new donuts you made. So um be aware of that cuz it's a fake job. It's a fake. All right? Just wanted to let you know. Let's uh go to the lines. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi there.
2: Well, another month's rolled by and it's time for, uh to advertise the Taste of Poland.
6: Oh, yes, the never enough Taste of Poland.
2: Yeah. Divine Providence Church Hall mm-hmm. that's in the Greenville section of Norwich uh, on Golden Street. And uh, the menu, pierogi, guamki, potato pancakes, kobasa roll, Polish pasta. And um, last month we ran out of food, unfortunately. So we're trying...
6: get More month. food. Mm.
2: So we're trying this month our, our best to uh, satisfy everybody. And this is tomorrow, uh, 5 to 7, take in, take out, or eat in. And that's it. And, oh, thank you, Kevin, for the number, and I hope I have it right. Did you jot it down, Stu?
6: Yes, I did. Of course, let me find it where I jotted it.
2: <laughs> I think it's 837 but I'm not sure. Hey, At well. the time I found a pen.
6: I'll find it. I'm going to get a lot of stuff here today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll announce it in a couple of minutes because I know I did write it down.
2: So yeah, I want to make okay. sure you get I'll that, okay? Yeah, I'll for that. All right. And, and thank you for uh, allowing us to advertise.
6: No problem. And uh, I hope you have enough food for everybody. I do, too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Kielbasa parogi pierogi. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome.
8: Oh, hi, Stu.
6: Hi, Sue. Hey,
8: did you see the ridiculous article on B2 in the day?
6: Well, I saw B2 in the day, and I don't know which one you're they, referring to. It
8: may be the next to legalize human composting. It's a whole bird of a page. And you know what? This is what one little, uh, two, two whatever's caught my eye. The entire process takes two to six months to complete. The body is placed in a capsule with organic material like hay, flowers, straw, and wood chips. Mm -hmm. Just enough oxygen, moisture, and microbes in the body and plants to convert the material to a cubic yard of healthy soil, which is screened for contaminants or pathogens. Cute. Well, there are Republicans that are kind of against it. During the public hearing, the Human Contos Posting Proposal received pushback from Connecticut residents who said, The concept is an extreme dehumanization of the final stages of human life. It promotes disrespect of the human body with no regard to faith and is anti antithetical, whatever that word is, To the dignity of green burial. And, you know, it also says you would just be thrown in a field or, or whatever, no stones, no nothing. But the thing is, New York is going with it. They legalize natural or this green composting or human whatever. And it's like, doesn't Lamont have a brain of his own? It's like, why do we have to have a bunch of lemmings leading us? one one uh Democrat state does it then somebody who can 't think on their own has to do it and I just think this is disgusting i mean
6: well, it 's an odd subject that 's for sure it
8: is and I think if anyone um people that are interested should read the day paper B2, but, you know, you can't read it online anymore. You gotta buy it, because they took their, I guess they took their website down. And, oh man, I've been hearing so much stupidity from the Democrats.
6: So listen, uh, Susie, you ever take a break from all this?
8: Well, you have to know who your enemy is. The Democrat Party... I'm talking about the big wigs that run states and are in DC, okay? Not the little people, just the big wigs. They ought to just call themselves the anti-American party. And what Huckabee's daughter, I can't think of her last name, who did that state of the union redress what she thought about it, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Excuse
6: me. Um, no, she gave a very good uh, talk the other night. So,
11: Yeah. So
6: no, I mean, do you ever uh, want to go out and play jump rope or anything? No.
11: Oh, the Re-
8: oh, well, maybe I should go chip some wood and cut some grass and send it to wherever they're going to put these bodies. That That is ridiculous. You might as well go to your local landscaper if you want to be buried from here on in. Well, I mean, for crying out loud. It,
12: right, it, right. It
8: is a, it's disgraceful, and they're all doing it to save Mother Earth. Yeah. Well, Mother a, Earth was doing fine without Democrats. We're still here, aren't we? It didn't blow up, did it?
6: I you mean, mean there you are, me are me no pray. Republicans that agree with this?
8: I don't think so.
6: Listen, it's an uncomfortable subject, but uh, if people want to know more about it. It's on the region section in the day today.
8: Yeah, they they ought to read about it because they're complaining about oh, if you um you oh well, what do they call that? Well, when you go and um, you don't want to be buried. It's the other. I can't think yeah, of the I think name. have
6: covered it pretty well, there, Susie. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'll talk it's to you later. the air. Okay, buddy. Thanks.
8: Yeah. Okay, this is bye-bye. Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you wonder if it's okay to treat a headache by yourself? I'll be back with some ways to determine how to handle this situation.
4: The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging. Help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due. And offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Taking the time to listen and care.
8: There are several types of headaches not due to any underlying cause that you may treat yourself. These include a migraine headache, as long as it's been previously diagnosed by a doctor, a tension headache, or a cluster headache. Ask your pharmacist to help you choose an over-the-counter product to treat these types of headaches. But always see a physician if your headache was preceded by a blow to the head, if your headache is brought on by exertion or exercise, or if you think your headache might stem from a sinus infection. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy, We're
6: here for your health. Do you ever write something down and then you can't find it? <laughs> Just looking for that number for mom's meals. Okay, we will find it because I know it's here, because I was right here when I wrote it down. What have we got? Seven minutes till noon. WICH, welcome to the program.
15: Uh, hello again. Hi there. One question: I know you're playing "Broke Back for the most of the hour, well, but is there a chance you could sneak in "Little Queen"?
6: "Little Queen" by Elton John? No.
15: No, the the, the group Queen.
6: Oh, the group Queen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Sh- yeah, sure. No, I'm not going to do all um, of his music, um, but yeah. I will. S- if you
15: could, if you have a if you have a moment.
6: You like anything by Queen?
15: I can't even think. I do like a lot of what... There's the one where he's singing Mama, that whatever that oh, is. Oh,
6: Bohemian Rhapsody. That one, yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't played that in a while. We'll take care of
15: you. Okay, thank you. Thank
6: you. Hi, welcome. Good morning. Hello? Hello, yes, hi.
8: Um, I want to say... Um, yeah, Queen. I like Queen. Uh, The phone number for Mom's Meals... I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it down.
6: I'm sorry, 303?
8: No, 833-200-6891. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, thank you for that. It saves me some um, time from driving myself crazy. Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> I'll be your secretary. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say, um, people were talking about... um. Um, how do I put it? Composting.
6: Yes, it was a a, a big uh, article today in the day paper.
8: Mostly today, from what I gather, is. Are you there?
6: I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I oh, think so. Uh, yes.
8: Okay. So, um, people are opting for cremation because it's cheaper. Number one, to bury yourself, and number two. Uh, a lot of my friends are uh, being organ donors, so uh cremation um donors
6: well, they make you know in the will they you know people talk about what they want, and
8: yeah obviously there yeah. are different so, choices it kind of sort of makes sense to me and um whatever you 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 know no judgment there whatever. okay. But mostly what I see is um, cremation or organ donors.
6: All right. Thanks now, for the call. I appreciate much. it. All right. Mm, I feel like playing a poker now. American Legion Auxiliary members Denise Supernant and Patty Kovalik Krajewski from Unit 4 in Norwich, Connecticut that's where we are in Connecticut, are making Valentine's Day cards for veterans that are at the VA hospital. So American Legion Auxiliary members are doing something really nice. They're making Valentine's Day cards for veterans that are at the VA hospital. Thought I would share that with you as we share some conversation. It's four minutes before noon.
19: Got the winter blues? You know, the feeling that you need to change your surroundings instead of the same old, same old? Bill's Bedding has the cure with a new Lazy Boy recliner. Just imagine the comfort and styling of the most trusted and reliable recliner in the world waiting for you in your living room. Lazy Boy recliners have so many features that other chairs don't have and are infinitely adjustable to fit anyone comfortably. And Bill's has all types of Lazy Boy recliners, from mechanical chairs to power recliners, with power headrest and power lumbar for even more relaxation. And Bill's has a great in-stock availability for all styles and types for immediate delivery. For more savings... You can apply for Bill's 12-month equal pay financing with no interest or finance charges. Free delivery and removal of your old recliner is also included. So put those winter blues away with a new Lazy Boy recliner now on sale at Bill's Bedding and Furniture at Lazy Boy Comfort Studio at 640 North Main Street in Danielson or visit them on the web at billsbedding.com. 94.5
16: 94.5 and 1310 WICH for a list of this station's official contest rules. Please visit com slash contest dash rules. Here it is, February the 9th, and on this day
6: in history, daylight savings time, wartime, went into effect in the United States with clocks turned one hour forward. And we really haven't changed much with that, have we? and G.I. Joe 1965 the character was created if you have one of the original G.I. Joes you can make a little bread there with that, huh? On this date in 1981 Bill Haley died of a heart attack Rock Around the Clock I was talking with uh, my guest earlier today and he also worked with a record company and he said when Rock Around the Clock came out it wasn't going to be a hit could you believe that? And then they put it in a a movie, Blackboard Jungle, and bingo! It's still one of the great rock songs of all time. But if that movie didn't come out, there would be no rock around the clock. I love those stories, huh? Just amazing. In 1933, the first singing telegram was delivered. That must have been something. Something. The first singing telegram. Here I am, I'm in your mailbox. I don't know how that worked. Did you ever get a singing telegram? What else is going on? Yeah, everybody's hyped up about the Super Bowl. They're expecting a really great audience for that. Hope it. hope it's a good game. You know, we wait two weeks for the Super Bowl and then they have the pregame warm-up for another hour, four hours and then it's a game that's out of control and you go, oh, man. Well, at least you can uh, watch the uh, advertisements. They're always good. Hmm? A survey by Ticketmaster reveals that 35% of people would give up drinking for a year in exchange for a free Super Bowl ticket. Wow. Ten of people would give up Love making for a year in exchange for a free Super Bowl ticket. Think about that when we bring in the news. W-I-C-H-A-M 1310, 94.5 FM, W-233-DB in Norway.
20: I travel to Poland this month to mark the anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine correspondent Greg Clugston reports. A trip to Poland in support of neighboring
0: Ukraine is under consideration, but the president says it's still under discussion.
11: I haven't made a decision when I'm going to Poland, or even if for certain I'm going to Poland.
0: Since the start of the war last February, the Biden administration has provided billions of dollars in security assistance to Ukraine. And in Tuesday's State of the Union address, the president repeated
20: that the U.S. will stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes. Greg Clugston. The White House. Also at TownHall.com, the death toll from that Turkey-Syrian earthquake continues to rise. Now more than 19,300. The Pentagon saying more about the Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down off the South Carolina coast over the weekend.
0: This is what we assess as part of a larger. Chinese uh, surveillance balloon program. Brigadier General Pat Ryder. This is a program that's been uh, operated for several years. And the Pentagon press secretary says four Chinese balloons are now believed to have crossed US airspace over the years. Subsequent intelligence analysis did enable us to indicate uh, that these were Chinese balloons. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the US has briefed dozens of countries on the issue. The United States was not the only target of this broader program, which has violated the sovereignty of countries
21: across five
0: continents. Ben Thomas, Washington.
20: More Americans filed for jobless benefits last week, but layoffs remain historically low. Despite the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate policy intended to cool the economy and bring down inflation, applications rose by 13,000, according to the Labor Department. The Dow is up 75 points and the NASDAQ adding 33. More at
21: townhall.com entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith a time when christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis unlike any other time in our lifetime i'm lance Wallnow, christian author evangelical leader here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what god has given you for example record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar and the savings of your retirement account is in danger Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now to see how it works, just text the word Faith to 989898. 98 98. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 98 98 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action.
20: North Korea is showing its largest display ever of intercontinental ballistic missiles. A number analyst. analysts say could potentially challenge the U.S. defense system.
22: What is significant, I think, today is the number of these missiles. So North Korea has paraded what we think is around a dozen of its most powerful missiles, its newest intercontinental ballistic missile. Now, this is the missile that is capable, we think, of reaching the, the United States. But it's this number of a dozen that is so significant because with this many of the missile that we hadn't seen before, it has the potential to overwhelm
20: U.S. defense. BBC correspondent Gene McKenzie. A surge in mosquito-borne diseases in recent months in Sudan. Dinghy fever. A viral disease that can cause severe bleeding and even death has taken hold down more than half that country's provinces. Breaking news at townhall.com. A New York City police officer is hoping to get his badge back. After federal prosecutors dropped charges accusing him of spying on fellow Tibetans while working as a foreign agent for China,
17: nearly three years ago, FBI agents drew rifles
23: inches
7: from the face of Baimaogi Angwang. In those bewildering minutes, his life took an abrupt turn from NYPD officer to accused foreign agent working on behalf of China. Now Angwang is looking for answers after the government unexpectedly dropped
21: charges. You can't just put me in jail for six months. I ruin my name, ruin my reputation. The government still won't say why its case fell apart. It could press charges
7: again, a possibility that could thrust Ang Wong back in limbo. Bobby Keenokal
20: Vaughn, New York. Another check on Wall Street. The Dow is up 85 points, the S&P 500 adding 9. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John
19: Scott.
6: We're going to get to our lunchtime oldies, but first uh, a little check of the weather
19: forecasts. Really nice start this morning, uh, but becoming overcast during the day today. Scattered rain showers becoming likely later this afternoon. It'll also become breezy today. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered showers ending later tonight. Overnight low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy, record warmth likely. Highs 56 inland, 55 at the shoreline. Saturday, mostly sunny. Highs in the low to mid 40s. And then Sunday, dim filtered sunshine early, becoming mostly cloudy. Rain or a wintry mix possible Sunday night. Highs on Sunday in the low 40s. In the early warning forecast on our channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. It's currently
6: 43 degrees.
24: Everybody listens to the only show now. Still old show. Know you going to love it if you give it a chance now. Stupide, only show.
6: We were sad to hear that Burt Bacharach Had uh, passed away, responsible for so much wonderful music He co-wrote just about every hit By Dion Warwick So when you see a greatest hits album by Dion Bacharach and David wrote all of those songs Let's play a few of them during our lunchtime oldies With some other ones as well
18: Anyone who ever loved could look at
12: me
18: and know that I
12: love
18: you Anyone who ever dreamed could look at me and know I dream of you knowing I love you so Everyone Always well, say this time it's goodbye, dear. Loving you the way I do, I take you back. Without you, I die, dear. No.
6: Some Burt Bacharach songs during our lunchtime oldies. Uh, mixing them up for you as always. A little bit different. Here are the seasons.
25: There ain't no good in our goodbye.
26: True love takes a lot of trying.
27: Oh, I'm crying.
6: W.I.C.H. with Stu. Uh, Speaking of Let's Hang On, I'm bringing back suspenders. Seriously, I'm going to start wearing suspenders. I grew up wearing suspenders as a kid, you know. They want to make sure I kept my pants up, but they're now becoming very fashionable. So uh, next time you see me, I'll probably have uh, some suspenders. They're going to be delivered in a day or two. (laughs) Hey, we were talking about Burt Bacharach. He wrote this song for Gene Pitney. Greatest Hits albums believe how many hits Gene Pitney had alright WICH with Stu we have a classic coming up by Queen
3: for over 50 years, Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Lyme has been your local firearms dealer with on-target advice and competitive pricing. You see, some folks look at guns as a Second Amendment right, a vital part of their personal security. Others see them as a fun way to plank at a soda can on a fence post. How you feel about guns is totally up to you. Providing an excellent selection and equally excellent customer service is up to Ron's. Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East
17: Lyme. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org.
28: WICH is part of the Hall Communications Radio Group. We offer a competitive salary, 401k plan, a robust medical plan, and a generous vacation schedule. You can apply on our website for positions in sales, on-air, and office jobs. And if your group or organization would like to be notified of any or all openings, call 860-887-3511, and we'll add you to the recruitment list. Hall Communications encourages all to apply and is an equal opportunity employer. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, they're
1: all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310.
22: Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy, I need no
23: Because I'm easy come, easy go,
22: little high, little low. Any way the wind blows doesn't really fly. of a man Scaramouche,
23: Scaramouche Will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning Very, very
18: frightening me Galileo, Galileo, Galileo Galileo,
22: Galileo, Galileo magnifico. Oh. I'm just a poor boy and Nobody loves me He's just a poor boy From a poor family Sparing his life From this monstrosity Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let him go.
18: Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go Beelzebub has
27: the
22: devil put aside for me For me, for me
6: a Broadway show it sounds like, huh? Can you imagine when the recording session for that song Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen considered one of the great musical classics. And I thought we would follow up that song with something really serious. Seven Little Girls in the Backseat with Fred.
26: With Fred. I said, why don't one of you come up and sit beside me? And this is what the seven girls said.
18: All together now, one, two, three. Keep your mind
26: on your driving now, one, two, three. Keep your mind. together now one two three keep your mind on the drive and keep your hands on the wheel keep your stupid eyes on the road we we're having fun sitting in the back seat, kissing and hugging with fred all of them in love with fred <laughs> kissing and a-hugging with fred <laughs> wish that i could be like fred
6: and that was a Volkswagen. That must have been really... Anyway, that's uh, Paul Evans, Seven Little Girls, Stu's Lunchtime Oldies, Bert Bacharach, one of the great composers of all time, co-wrote this song, that the Carpenters made it to number one. In fact, when I joined WICH in 1970, this was our number one song.
29: The angels got together and decided to create a dream come true. Just like me, they love to be. a dream come true So they sprinkle moon dust in your hair
18: A golden starlight
29: In your eyes of blue That is why all the girls in the town town follow you you all around. around Just like me They long to be
6: It's a song that started the Carpenter's career. It almost never happened because Kurt Bacharach, who wrote most of the songs, uh, on the music with Hal David for Dionne Warwick, said, uh, would you like to sing this song? And she turned it down. So Karen Carpenter got a hold of it and bingo, number one hit for many, many weeks on the charts. It's funny how those things happen, right? Hey, I've got a really lost vinyl. I know it's lost because I found it in the vault, and it's a song you don't hear very often, or maybe you're going to be hearing it for the first time. It's one of the early recordings by Neil Sedaka. Big hit for Neil, but I thought it was something that most of us have never heard, and uh, there it is, as long as I live. I'll play a hit by Neil in, in just a moment. Uh, birthdays today, Carol King is 81. 81 today, Boy, we're going to do a whole five hours of the songs that she wrote, and our sales consultant, Melanie, is uh, having a birthday today, and how about you? Anybody just turning 16. How come you're not in school?
23: Your future is sewn up from now on.
6: It's Neil Sadaki. Happy birthday, Sweet Sixteen, at W-I-C-H-A-M-N-F. Did you have a big Sweet Sixteen party? Oh, it's still going on. All right. Hey, we are playing some of the wonderful songs from Burt Bacharach. This one was called The Look of Love, and a couple of people recorded it, but Dusty had the biggest hit. The
22: Look of Go!
6: Bond movie called Casino Royale. Uh, Don't hold me to it, but I think that's from that movie. One of the quiet moments in a James Bond movie. And you think you have trouble? Did you ever throw a boomerang and it didn't come back? Should get your money back. It's Charlie Drake.
24: (laughs) In the bad of Australia Many years ago The aborigine tribes were meeting I'm having a big kowow We got a lot of trouble, chief On account of your son, Mac My boy, Mac, why? What's wrong with him?
25: My boomerang won't come back
18: Your boomerang won't come back?
25: My boomerang won't come back My boomerang won't come back I'll wave the thing Practice till I was black in the face. I'm a big disgrace, the Aborigine race. My boomerang won't come back. I can ride a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. Make kinker steal. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a big disgrace, the Aborigine race. My boomerang won't come back.
24: The panic and
25: proud the tribe and send him
24: on his
26: way. He had a backless boomerang, so here he could not say.
25: This is nice, isn't it? Getting banished at my time of life. What a way to spend an evening. Sitting on a rock in the middle of the desert with me boomerang in me hand. I should very likely good bushwhack. Get out of me nasty bushwhacking animal. I think I'll make a nice cup of tea. Good gracious. There goes a the kangaroo. I must have a practice with me boomerang. Get him right behind the left ear. Now then, slowly back.
11: If you throw that thing at me, I'll
25: jump right on your head isn't it marvellous got a land full of kangaroos and I'd like to pick that one
24: for three long months he sat there or maybe it was four then an old old man in a
25: kangaroo skin came back in at his door Uh, I'm the local witch doctor son they call me George Elfie Black now tell me what's your trouble boy my boomerang won't come back your boomerang won't come back my boomerang won't come back my boomerang won't come back I'll wave the thing all over the place Practice till I was black in the face I'm a big disgrace, the Aboriginal race. My boomerang won't come back Don't worry, boy, I know the trick And to you, I'm gonna show it If you want your boomerang to come back Well, first, you've got to throw it Oh, yes, never thought of it Daddy will be pleased. must have a go. <laughs> Excuse me. Now then slowly back and fro. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'll the Flying Doctor. <laughs> Can you do first aid? Don't talk to me about first aid, boy. You owe me 14 chickens, you know. I not you to throw the boomerang, you know. First things first.
6: Well, Straight from I Australia. It, I mean, I think on this occasion, you know... You Charlie can't... Drake and his boomerang did not come back until the end of the song. Don't you love happy endings? Well, here's a happy song all the way around. Bobby Vinton, my melody, or his melody of love all you poker fans out there. I'm looking for a place to go
23: so I can't be all alone from thoughts and memories I had a place to hide All my sorrow All my pride I just can't Get along Cause the love Once so fine Keeps on hurting All the time Where did I go
26: Wrong Oh no I don't die
12: I
6: That's the song that Bobby Vinton turned uh, Polish when he sang that one, My Melody of Love. Everybody loved that song, and we still do, after all these years. I thought I'd sneak in a few monster uh, chords here.
19: you need to change your surroundings instead of the same old, same old? Bill's Bedding has the cure with a new Lazy Boy recliner. Just imagine the comfort and styling of the most trusted and reliable recliner in the world waiting for you in your living room. Lazy Boy recliners have so many features that other chairs don't have and are infinitely adjustable to fit anyone comfortably. And Bills has all types of lazy boy recliners, from mechanical chairs to power recliners, with power headrests and power lumbar for even more relaxation. And Bills has a great in-stock availability for all styles and types for immediate delivery. For more savings, you can apply for Bill's 12-month equal pay financing with no interest or finance charges. Free delivery and removal of your old recliner is also included. So put those winter blues away with a new Lazy Boy recliner now on sale at Bill's Bedding & Furniture at Lazy Boy Comfort Studio at 640 North Main Street in Danielson or visit them on the web at billsbetting.com.
0: The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield.
28: Rebound! Loose Park Stop!
18: The Huskies win. The
0: ice bus rolls on.
18: Shoot, star, and beat her. Closing the door! Huskies will win it!
19: Catch all the action all season long on your home
0: for UConn hockey.
19: Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH.
0: The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for healthcare and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more
6: information. Here's another Burt Bacharach composition. We could probably play dozens, but uh, let's squeeze in another one here. If you're looking for directions to San Jose. Do you know the way to San
12: Jose?
18: I've been away so long. I may go wrong and lose my way. And LA is a great big freeway. Put a hundred down and buy a car. In a week, maybe two, they'll make you a star. We started into years how quick they pass. And all the stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas. You can really breathe in San Jose They've got a lot of space There'll be a place where I can stay I was born and raised in San Jose I'm going back to find some peace of mind in San Jose Fame and fortune is a magnet It can pull you far away from home With a dream in your heart you never You are without a friend. You pack your car and ride away. I've got lots of friends in San Jose. Do you know the way to San Jose? All the stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas. I've got lots of friends in San Jose.
6: before they had GPSs to get you to San Jose or anywhere you want to go in the world. Uh, Carol King's birthday's today. She's 81, and this is a song she recorded in 1962. It was her very first recording. Most of the time she wrote songs for other people, but she said, I like this one for myself.
26: What should I write? What can I say?
6: song 1962 was a fairly good hit for carol king she uh, dated a friend of mine michael for a little while he uh, said she's a really nice lady and he, he was a musician he played guitar and she was writing songs so it was a pretty good match for a while speaking of matches uh, the beatles invaded this country this week and everybody was going wild, and the rest was history. All the English groups said, hey, let's go to the USA, huh? We wanted to hear them eight days a week.
27: Oh, I need your love, babe. Guess you know it's true. Hope you need my love, babe. Just like Always on my mind One thing I can say, girl love. Show! to show I care. Love you every day, girl. Always on my mind. One thing I can say, girl, love you all the time. Hold me, love me. Hold me, love me. Ain't got nothing but love, babe. Eight days. Eight days a week.
6: Eight days a week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Banana Split. (laughs) I found this, uh, Banana Split.
24: Banana Split for my baby. Yeah. A glass of plain water for me. Banana spread for my baby A glass of plain water for me Dispenser man, if you please Serve my chick a mess of calories Banana spread for my baby A glass of plain water for me Flip back the lid, scoop anything in sight. Make it a rainbow of red, brown, and white. Chop a chip and everything that's nice. To the fruity once and it twice. Banana split for my baby. And the glass of plain water for me. Spray the whipped cream for at least. An hour, pile it as high as the Eiffel Tower, loaded with nuts about 16 ton, top it with the pizza just for fun. Banana split for my baby, and a glass of plain water for me. Banana split for my baby.
6: Everybody sing it. A glass
24: of plain water for me. Banana split for my baby. A glass of plain water for me. Stack her up with crazy do. Because that's the stuff she likes to wait right through. But i split all my baby. A glass of plain water for me.
6: Louis Prima, i got to split and make a way for the news here. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich. And yes, we're on FM2. 94.5 W3DB in Norwich anything goes next hour hope you join us
20: breaking news this hour from townhall.com i'm john scott as search and rescue efforts continue following monday's earthquake that struck turkey and syria rescue teams from the u.s specially trained in urban rescue have arrived in turkey
8: piles of equipment wrapped in webbing were unloaded from a c-130 cargo plane at Ingerlik Air Base in Turkey as urban search and rescue teams from fire departments in Fairfax County, Virginia and Los Angeles County, California arrive to lend a hand. The teams are traveling with 159 people, 170,000 pounds of specialized equipment and 12 rescue dogs trained in finding victims who are still alive beneath the rubble of collapsed buildings. The teams and the dogs wore special jackets marked with the U.S. Agency for International Development
14: logo. I'm Jennifer King.
20: And that death toll now it is staggering 19,300 Town Hall News joining forces with international non-profit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief, food and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria More information is available on the website srnnews.com Also at townhall.com speaking through a translator Ukrainian President Zelensky says Ukraine's fight against Russia is for the freedom of Europe As a whole,
4: Europe will always
1: be and remain Europe as long as we're together. As long as we take care of our Europe, as we take care of the European way of life.
20: Zelensky made his comments during an address to the European Parliament on a rare trip outside Ukraine, which has been trying to repel a full-scale invasion by Russia for nearly a year now. Stocks have moved lower on Wall Street following another mixed batch of earnings reports. The Dow is off 65 points. The NASDAQ is down a dozen. More on these stories at townhall.com.
17: First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000.
16: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before
28: investing.
20: North Korea held its largest display ever of intercontinental ballistic missiles. As later Kim Jong-un was seen at the midnight parade with his young daughter elevated to his side. BBC correspondent Michael Bristow reports the appearance of his daughter ...has heightened speculation about her future political role.
23: This was perhaps as significant, or perhaps more so... ...than the military hardware on display. This was a, a young girl, 10 years old probably, Kim Ju A. And uh, it's interesting that she was at this parade. She was also at a banquet beforehand... ...in which she was being clapped by a lot of generals... ...with uh, medals on their chest in North Korea... The country has been ruled for three generations by one family, the Kim family. And of course, therefore, there's speculation that the next generation, perhaps this young girl, might take over from her father one day.
20: Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. An analysis has found that some 240,000 young people in 21 states have been missing from school since the beginning of the pandemic.
14: The analysis by the Associated Press, Stanford University's Big Local News Project, and Stanford Education Professor Thomas D. has found that the students didn't return to their public schools, didn't move out of state, or didn't sign up for private school or homeschool. The AP learned of students and families avoiding school for a range of reasons. Some are still afraid of COVID, are homeless, or have left the country. Some students couldn't study online and found jobs instead. And some slid into depression.
20: I'm
2: Donna Water.
20: Big money pouring into primary care clinics. CVS Health has announced that it will spend $10.6 billion to buy Oak Street Health, which runs clinics that specialize in treating medicare Advantage patients. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your
0: seatbelts.
1: It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. You know, the Super Bowl is so popular
6: and it's, of course, Sunday night that uh, a lot of people think that Monday should be a holiday. It's not going to happen. We're staying at the Super Bowl a little early. Hmm? Anyway, some people call out sick on Monday as if their bosses don't know why. The Workforce Institute says a record 18.8 million Americans may miss work on Monday because of the Super Bowl. And maybe having a little too many beers, perhaps? Hmm? 17.2 million people plan to miss work on Sunday in order to watch the big game. 7.8 million people are planning to start work late on Monday because of the Super Bowl. 42% of people believe Super Bowl Monday should be a national holiday. What do you think? Nah, it's not going to happen. Hmm? How some people plan to blow off work on Monday because of the Super Bowl. I will ghost my work, not show up, and not tell anyone I will not be working. 4.7 million. Calling in sick to work, even if I'm not actually sick. Is any gonna, anybody going to believe that? Too many Doritos, I could see that. Or I will decide the last minute what to do about work. 9.4 million. W-I-C-H, hi.
9: Yeah, hi, Stu. Uh, Dave by the fireplace. Keeping hey. warm here. Yes, uh, sir. W- w- with your help, with comedy and uh, great personality, um, <clears throat> this past hour was a masterpiece of great music. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much uh, for that. And uh, also, I wanted to mention that uh, my father was um, a teacher, and um, Gene Pitney was one of his students. Wow, um, in Rockville, and, huh? Uh, this was this was Drive Red, and uh, my father would. Uh, this was in Rockville, and he would pick Gene up on Hammond Street in Rockville. Uh, now, more recently, um, a, a friend of mine, Sandy, who's move, moved away recently, but anyway, she said that she had. Um, well, she she lived right quite close to Gene Pitney, and um, had one of his uh, eighth grade um, uh, report cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, I said to her, "Well, well what are you going to do with the report card?" She said she wasn't sure, and I said, "Well, I said, how about how about turning it over to the historical society?" <laughs> so anyway. It ended up either at the historical society or with Gene Pitney's uh, wife, mm-hmm. his widow. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was an eighth grade, uh, like I say, an eighth grade um, report card, and it had just all the best, uh, the best letters on it. They're all A's and oh, B's.
6: I'm sure he got an A in music, anyway, right?
9: Uh. E. e- oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I wanted to say that, you know, it was such an honor to hear Dick Pillar a few weeks ago. Uh I'm one of the polka dancers known as uh, polka Dave and um um he has just been a great um promoter uh instrumentalist um he's had great programs um and also uh the Pillar polka bration uh he started Gosh, forty, fifty years ago, and, and it's always a big success. Uh, and now, of course, the third week in June every uh, every year um, down at uh, New London Ocean Beach Park, there'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll have the pillar polka bration, and it draws uh, the best bands. It poker music is beautiful music. Uh, it's not just dancing the polka, but it's it's also uh, um, the, the waltzes, uh, the O'Bareks, uh w- which is uh, halfway between a waltz and a polka. And um, next Sunday, um, I believe it's the 19th, at the Colchester Polish Home, they'll have a, a wonderful Valentine's dance. And uh, Maestro Men is is a is a great band. Uh, so anyway, for anyone that's interested, uh, you'd have to make a call to the Polish home to reserve. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a great—they'll have a great dinner uh, and a great band. it would be a wonderful uh, way to spend Valentine's Day.
6: Yeah, sounds very good. I mean, I i got such a great response, Dave, to uh, when I had uh, Dick Piller on. In fact, people were tuning into the podcast in the hundreds. It was for those that missed the interview, so it worked out very nicely. Hmm.
9: Well, you know, he also uh down in Tampa there, I think it's called the the Ponema uh club uh across from those uh, large condos uh, condos now um uh, he played there yeah. for many many years and hmm. uh of course I I wouldn't miss his dances. I mean uh uh he always had the very best musicians. He's
5: always
9: <clears throat> he's always always has to be the top Everything he does is the very, very best. Um, and uh, so, and just always very, very successful all his life. Well, he's finally he's
6: retired and it. going to take it easy for a while, but I, it's in his blood and he'll still be around.
9: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so just uh, it, it, once again, it's uh, a great to hear your programs and you certainly re- reflect the. Uh, Uh, the best in personality.
6: Thanks, uh, Dave, by the fireplace.
9: (laughs) Thanks again, Stu. Take care of yourself.
6: Thanks. Dave sometimes calls me from the attic, the cellar, but today he's by the fireplace because it's a little bit chilly at uh,
3: 43 degrees. For over 50 years, Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road and East Line has been your local firearms dealer with on-target advice and competitive pricing. You see, some folks look at guns as a Second Amendment right, a vital part of their personal security. Others see them as a fun way to plank at a soda can on a fence post. How you feel about guns is totally up to you. Providing an excellent selection and equally excellent customer service is up to Ron's. Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Lyme. The
4: Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is underway at The Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region, Triangle of Sadness, Till, Empire of Light, and more critically acclaimed, Oscar nominated and Golden Globe winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only sixty-five dollars. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup, sponsored in part by the Seacor Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited, the Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series going on now at the Guard in New London.
6: Gene Pitney was a consummate gentleman. I had the privilege of uh having him on the show three times. Of course, he was from uh, Connecticut, as uh, Dave just alluded to. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Susan! I
8: I wish you had had Johnny London on, Johnny London, Johnny Denver on once way back in the day, but oh well, he's gone. Well, I would have loved to have had
6: him on. I would have loved to, but never worked out. You know
8: what would be a great song for Valentine's Day? That duet that he does? You know, some say love, that real pretty one. Oh, Who is Placi- the guy uh, he does? I, is some Italian opera guy. Placido Domingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I almost called him Placebo. the perfect Valentine's Day song. Oh, it's so a beautiful pretty.
6: song. I'd love to find that now. Yeah.
8: And that one in, uh, okay, three things. And another thing for, like Joey, he has to think, if he's going to move there permanently, if he decides he's going to stay, He's got to think about switching his bank account from a Connecticut bank down there, because I had to do it from Washington State by phone to here. Um, He's got to think about the change of address card. Got to go to the post office, pick one up, and have it in the house when you are ready to go. Drop it in the mailbox with the date to start and end and all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, yeah, you got to shut down your phone and everything. Oh! The VA stuff. He has, if he's going to stay down there, he's going to have to transfer his VA info down to a VA hospital or clinic down there. So he's got his bank, his VA card, and um, change address. That is the immediate things I would be thinking on.
6: Okay, if you're thinking more, I'm sure he would appreciate it because he's been in this area a long time and he's got a lot of things to get ready for may and, and
8: remember i told you i was going to tell you about coffee do you want to hear trivia from what happened with uh, a store from abigail adams or what actual coffee does this is my 1787 book
6: what do they say from your 1787 book about coffee
8: okay well these are big words virtues of coffee, and mind you, they only went to a one-room schoolhouse, Mm -hmm. coffee accelerates digestion, corrects crudities, or crudities, whatever that is, removes colic and flatulences, (laughs) it mitigates headaches, yes, cherishes the animal spirit, takes away listlessness and languor, and is serviceable in all obstructions arising from languid circulation. It is a wonderful restorative to emancipated constitutions and highly refreshing to the studious and sedentary. My goodness. Now, the habitual use of coffee, you know, like me, would greatly promote sobriety, being in itself a cordial stimulant. It is a most powerful antidote to the temptation of spirituous liquors, and it would be found a welcome beverage to the robust laborer who would despise a lighter drink. Now, the Abigail Adams I could do on another day is very interesting what the women did. Yeah, that would be fine, sure. But I have to say, when my husband was in Afghanistan, I got a box together. I had a request. A Mr. Coffee Coffee Maker and bags of coffee. Well, I packed that box, took it down to the North Stonington Post Office. That box, believe it or not, got to Afghanistan in one piece. No kidding. Oh. In two weeks. And it was the hit of the company. Everybody was running in. They love coffee, even though it's hot as anything over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted their coffee. And I'll tell you, Rob Simmons was in office as the congressman. And if I had any problem with nail or anything getting to him over there in Afghanistan, all I had to do was call up Rob Simmons' office. No, oh,
6: he's a super guy. Super and the guy, guy
8: says, in the office, the liaison says, Oh, don't worry, I've got connections over there, I'll get right on it. He helped me so much. That's why I really love
6: Rob oh, great Simmons. Great guy. Uh, listen, I got around. How many cups have you had today, Susan? <laughs>
8: I've had a pot and a half already.
6: Pot and a half.
8: But I go with the um, mm. hazelnut flavor. Oh, okay. I love hazelnut. Hazelnut, yeah. Yeah, I, you know I I vary. I might. Oh, I get my cocoa. You know, because they say dark chocolate is really good for you. Baking <laughs> cocoa today,
6: anyway. Yeah.
8: I put a tablespoon in my coffee in the morning, and I use honey. I use all kinds of natural stuff.
6: Well, I listen. Love it. You know, it's only a problem if it's a problem, and uh, you know. Well,
8: I don't drink. I don't don't drink.
6: Yeah. Well, you can't drink because you're having coffee. Yeah.
8: Well, I can't drink anyway because I found out early on at 18. If I I had any, because my. Well, at my birthday party, they all thought it was a joke, and they gave me some um, Asti Spumante.
6: And it didn't agree with you.
8: You kidding? I tipped over and fell asleep. Oh. I cannot go anywhere around alcohol you well, you're, you're
6: alcohol probably disease. you're better off, my yeah, friend. Thanks I for calling drink. us all right appreciate yeah, it bye. hello, welcome to the program.
11: hey, Stu, thanks for keeping me on, Susie beat me to the punch, that's cool because you have me on you got me Stu? yeah, I
6: got you. I got you. what's up
11: oh, yeah, well, I make well I want. I want to talk to you, brother. hey, no, I want to... own oh, okay. call but Susie, what she said is true listen, I don't have to change my bank. People's Bank converts to m and T. I've got a new system with that. There's plenty down in Philly. Patty said, don't worry about your banking. I already talked to my mailman. I got two forward uh, uh, change of addresses. That's simple. So I'll temporarily switch my mail when I leave. I called MPU, and all I got to do is give them one day in advance. And I shut my electricity off. My place will be squared away when I roll out of here. That's all done. And once I split here, VA is going to be a, a, not a problem. But there's plenty of VA hospitals and clinics in Philly. Once oh, of I
6: course they there, are. Of course I'll they
11: are. It over, you yeah, know.
6: Yeah, that'll be. That should be very easy for you.
11: Yeah, I, I've already. I'm already done my homework, too. And mm-hmm. here I got. Uh, so, Bill Haley. Yeah, I started to say this, and then Susie caught it, and that's great. And thank you, Susie. Okay. Bill Haley in the Comets, is he was the one that was considered the Big Bopper?
6: No, the Big Bopper was a, a DJ who uh, was on that plane when it crashed with Buddy Holly and That's Richie Valens. Buddy Holly and yeah. the Big
11: Bopper, mm-hmm. okay. All right. But anyhow, Bill Haley in the Comets, and, and like Julian said, it was a flop at first, then that movie came out, and then it became a big hit. If you recall, and I love that show, The Happy Days. That was their opening song, uh, Rock Around the Clock.
6: That's right, and then they changed it to an original song, but when it first came out, it was Rock Around the Clock. Good memory, Joe. I got to go. Thank you.
11: Uh, Oh, man, uh, one more thing. Have a happy uh, weekend, all right? Thank
6: you. You I love you, man. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program.
7: Good
11: afternoon to you, sir.
6: Hello, my friend. What's on your mind?
7: (laughs) I always hated moving. I couldn't Hmm? stand it. What's that? That was one of the worst things I've ever... I, moving? I, I ever had to do was move. I hated moving.
6: Yeah, it's it's not easy, believe me. Yeah,
7: when I was rented, I had to move like two, three, four times because they were always selling houses. So I was so happy to buy my home mm-hmm. five years ago. <laughs> you can never
6: find boxes when you're looking for them. Yeah.
7: Oh, my gosh, moving. What a disaster.
6: Well, you're uh, pretty stable at the moment there, I hope.
7: Did you? Yeah. Did you see the, a couple of things, though? Did you see the... There was two women on uh, TV. Uh, I forgot what news channel. Maybe it was Fox. They were doing an interview yesterday on uh, on Tuesday night on a speech. Uh, I don't know if you caught it or not. He wants to tax tips. People make tips. Oh. Biden wants to tax tips.
6: I, I didn't hear that one.
7: Yeah. Uh, so uh, they they were very upset. Anyways, they're on TV. I caught the interview. I don't know what restaurant they were working in, but they had their uniform on. You could see all the people sitting at the tables. Uh, he came right out and asked him how much she, uh, she was making in tips and she said, sometimes I make around $250 a day yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know who was interviewing him? Je- uh, jesse that's oh, jesse it was, at 7 uh, o'clock at uh, night
6: well listen, uh, that's, a, that's sometimes a day and sometimes it's probably near zero because
7: um, it's not like she made it quite often But I'm saying to myself, yeah. hey, $250 a day in tips yeah. that's a lot of money Uh I said, yeah. I don't know how much they make an hour. Now maybe they make five dollars an hour. Well, they wages, don't make. A, I don't know they definitely don't make a lot of. at least the last I knew, they don't make a lot an hour. Definitely decided on this money to live.
9: Hmm.
7: That, that's how she put it. She said it would hurt her big time if she got taxed. You know, if she had. A, well,
6: I hope they don't do that. I mean, come on, because they don't get big salaries because yeah. of the tip factor.
7: So that was one thing. And two other trials. I'm following that Murdoch trial. Hmm. Want to shot his wife and kid? and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, uh the jury's going to find him guilty.
6: You think they're going to uh, find him guilty? Yeah. I mean, all right, because I okay. I've been watching it and I'm thinking I, I don't know if they have enough evidence. Yeah.
7: They're going to find him guilty. You know what they did is they stuck the probable cause, which if the lawyer didn't, if the judge didn't let that in, if you were sitting on a jury, wouldn't you want to know about why why did why did the husband shoot his wife and his kid? Wouldn't you want to know why? Isn't that important to you?
6: Well, they're saying juror? because it cover-up for some of the things that he was guilty of, that's uh, ripping correct. people well, you're off. Smart.
7: You're getting right on, on it now, Stu. But that's right. If I was sitting there as a juror, I want to know why he did this. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, but still... And it comes uh, back to the money situation. It doesn't
6: make any sense, though, Larry. I mean,
7: yeah, but, so they, the judge let the prosecution get away with that and, and admitted it into court. And that's what nailed him. That Nailed them nailed to the <clears> coffin. Well, just because so he's, he's been be stealing, stealing money. The other woman that really in that case in Massachusetts—that <clears throat> woman uh, who claims postpartum and she killed her with three children. I guess the youngest one was like under one years old.
12: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, she choked all three of them to death, and then she jumped out a window. Now she's paralyzed uh, for the rest of her life. But anyways, here's a problem with her. They charged her with the three counts of murder, and of course her lawyer's going to uh, plead all that postpartum stuff in court. But you know what she did? Mm. She wrote a letter. She wrote a letter to herself on the date and the best time to commit these three murders of her children without getting caught. How can you have postpartum and have all kinds of sicknesses and not know what you do, and then write a letter on when's the best time to murder your three children?
6: I don't know what they're going to do with her. I mean, she's obviously a very sick
7: person. So, well... I don't know about that. When you write a letter and you plan the murder, I can see if she just came right out and did it just like that. I mean, she just flipped and did it, but planning it, she planned it still.
6: Yeah, she no, I don't, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I agree with you.
7: So, uh, very, very, another case that I'm watching very carefully, and I, I don't know if they're going to find her guilty or not yet uh, when the jury starts with that. But that, that's a very sad case, and the husband actually wants the people to forgive give, forgive his uh wife for doing really? that.
6: Okay. So. Uh, good for him. I mean I can't believe he'd want to forgive her, but uh what can I say?
7: Yeah. Carol, have a good afternoon. Uh, you
6: too, thank you. Hi, welcome to the program.
8: Hi, Stu, Tommy, what's happening?
6: Hey, you're happening. What you got? I'm
8: happening. You say Larry by the fire, you can say Karen in the
6: kitchen. Karen in, in, the in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> and Larry yeah. by the um, fire. Yep. Yeah.
8: Larry by the fire. <clears throat> I, um, I'm on my way home from work, and I'm thinking, my goodness. Remember I told you how ripe it was here yesterday? Well, this morning when I went to work, my windows were up. It was only 7 when I left, and I could still uh, smell the aroma of the farm.
6: This oh, the farm aroma, yes. It, it doesn't uh, go away easily.
8: But like that other guy said, I don't know who said it after me, but he, he enjoys that smell and I'm a sicko too and I like the smell of low tide and I don't, I don't mind it. It's like you said, it's a sign of spring.
6: I don't um, mind low tide either. It just no. reminds me when I was a kid.
8: Yeah. And then the other thing was when Susan said she went to the North Stonington Post Office, I lived 10 minutes from there and I wondered whereabouts she lived. I would love, I know she's listening. I would love to, um, Put a face to that voice, just like all of us. You know, we know what you look like. I've seen you on your, um, you know, your web page and stuff. But uh, um, I'd love to see what she looks like because she's such a character. She's funny. She's well, like, she's, she's a, a friendly
6: see. gal. Maybe she'd like to meet you too.
8: Yeah. So, I, when you're listening there, Susan, let's see where you live, how far away, and maybe I'll meet you at the post office sometime.
6: <laughs> right, so, how was your hair day? Did you cut a lot of heads today?
8: Um, um, I let's see i did a blowout i did two colors and a haircut <laughs> and i'm uh, pulling into my road as i speak
12: okay um
8: but okay day you know um, it is what it is i'm the age group where uh, a lot of people have retired they come in early so i'm home early um they've moved i've had a couple people pass away this year unfortunately you know right. in their 80s but um other than that so, yes, yeah, Susan, if you're listening, uh, call to, um, All right. and I'd like to know where she is. We'll meet you at the post
6: office. Welcome home.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stu. Have a good rest you of your day. You too.
6: Thank you. Our resident hairdresser, ladies and gentlemen, Karen. Get a Karen cut. You'll love it. It is uh, 127 WICH, working on 44 degrees. Plenty of time
28: for a little chat if you like. WICH is part of the Hall Communications Radio Group. We offer a competitive salary, 401k plan, a robust medical plan, and a generous vacation schedule. You can apply on our website for positions in sales, on-air, and office jobs. And if your group or organization would like to be notified of any or all openings, call 860-887-3511 and we'll add you to the recruitment list. Hall Communications encourages all to apply and is an equal opportunity employer.
4: Friday, February 10th, come join in a celebratory evening at the Norwich Holiday Inn for the Norwich Events Organization annual gala honoring John Shishmanian, Grand Marshal of the Norwich Winterfest Parade, and Deanna Rhodes, Grand Marshal of Norwich St. Patrick's Parade. All the fun starts at 6 p.m. and will feature a buffet dinner, silent auction, music, and cash bar. Come meet this year's Grand Marshals. Tickets are $50 and all proceeds from this event benefit the Norwich Events Organization that brings you the St. Patrick's Day Parade, Winterfest Parade, the 4th of July Fireworks, and First Fridays. Reserve your seats today by logging on to gonorwichct.com. Again, this gala will take place on Friday, February 10th at 6 p.m. at the Norwich Holiday Inn, 10 Laura Boulevard in Norwich. Reserve your tickets at gonorwichct.com and honor Grand Marshal's John Shishmanian and Deanna Rhodes and help support all the wonderful events brought to you by the Norwich Events Organization. Coming up to 1.30. Thanks for
6: holding. Welcome. Good afternoon.
9: Hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, I wasn't sure if you knew that... um...
6: Yeah, that came out this morning, and certainly a very well-known name. And uh, we could probably come up with hundreds of songs that uh, he co-wrote. So,
9: oh my gosh, I think he did. He write the lyrics or the music? Uh, I know he had a partner. He wrote the music,
6: and um, and his partner wrote wrote the lyrics. As far as I know, Mm -hmm.
9: Hal David or something was it? Yeah, Hal
6: David and um, Bacharach would sit down at the piano and come up with these. Beautiful, uh, this beautiful music, and they'd work together on the lyrics, and um,
14: oh, great, great what a success stuff, uh, that was huh? with the Dion
9: Warwick song.
6: Just about ninety percent of her songs were written by him.
9: Yeah, yeah, beautiful songs.
6: Hmm.
9: Well, I, mean, I wasn't sure if you knew.
6: <clears throat> no, but thanks. You know, uh, you know, I don't want to miss anything, so I appreciate you calling.
9: All right, take care.
6: See ya. Yes. Amazing that people, are, they're so, they have a musical ear. <laughs> and they can just sit down at the piano and come up with a, a tune that's never been tuned before. Huh? Gee. Amazing. A University of Toronto study reveals that automobile crashes increased by more than 40% in the hours following the Super Bowl. That's scary. Study says alcohol consumption is the primary cause of the crashes. Other findings? The Insurance Information Institute claims 60% of traffic deaths on Super Bowl Sunday involve alcohol. No surprise there. The Super Bowl is the second deadliest event of the year after New Year's Day. So, my friends, pleading with you, if you are having a Super Bowl party... Don't let anybody leave your house drunk. Could cost them their lives and somebody else, huh? Americans will purchase over fifty two million cases of beer for the uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is ranked eighth in the list of highest beer selling occasions for the year. July fourth is number one. All right, jeez, dear Edith, gimme a beer. Hmm Be careful. Don't don't be one of those people that says, "Oh, I didn't. I'm okay. I didn't drink too much. I'm yeah, right." You know, you know what your limit is, right? This gal by the name of Salma Hayek is married to one of the world's wealthiest men, Francis Benoit, is the head of the Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent. Salma tells the Daily Express newspaper that she did not marry for money. Francois is very supportive and saw things in me that I never even saw in myself. I did not marry my husband for money. And she charged 500 for that interview. No, no, I, I don't know. I hope that's not the case. Selma adds that her wedding was more like an intervention. She said I didn't even know I was getting married that day. It was like an intervention. I don't think I ever told the story, no. They they just took me to the court. My parents, my brother, they were all ganging up on me. I had a phobia of the marriage thing. The reason it was a courthouse wedding was because they dragged me there. She said I was nervous, and then after there was a lunch at his parents' house, my mother-in-law, who's the most tasteful person when it comes to entertaining, had already been doing the lunch. I had no choice. And she... Uh, They dragged her there, of course. Uh, She's marrying the wealthiest man in the world. They don't want to miss out on that one. (laughs) I love these stories. They just keep pouring in. What's happening? Cher is in love with her younger boyfriend, Alexander Edwards. A horse says that... A horse... (laughs) A source... (laughs) A horse fixed them up. Hi, I'm Mr. Ed. Would you like to meet Cher? A source says that he bought her a diamond ring but they have no plans. They are very much in love, but they have no plans to marry. They're not taking marriage or anything like that, but they are exclusive and serious. Cher is 76. Alexander is 36. And they are in love. Hi, W-I-C-H.
11: Hello, Stuart. Hello, it. <laughs> how's, how's it? Uh, um, How's it? Going, yeah, going.
6: It's going, my friend. What's up with you?
11: Well, you know, the Super Bowl party reminded me. It was a, uh,
9: I was probably, uh, well, I had gone through my divorce. So I was probably 41, 42. Mm hmm. And uh, I went to a Super Bowl party at a friend's house. And, you know, I was mingling, having a few cake cards. Yeah, right. Uh, Potato smoking chips. And a couple bones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I uh, I went into the living room and there
11: was a group of people yelling at the TV set. Why,
6: because so it wasn't what? working?
11: You know, they were going, oh, yeah. Oh,
6: well, their yeah. thinking,
11: That is so stupid. But anyway, I got in it. I decided I was going to yell at the TV set. Oh, okay. But of course, I am
9: who I am, and I thought I'd be extra absurd. So I turned it up, my volume, up to a few uh, notches.
12: Mm-hmm.
9: And I said, yeah! The, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really got into it where the veins were popping out of my head. Oh, my
6: God, yeah. And everybody
9: turned around and looked at me as if there was something wrong with me. Well, they started it. No no kidding. Yeah. And all I was doing was, was uh, trying to, uh, in the best way possible, wanna... show them how absurd it was. And they, instead, they looked at me. and said, what's wrong with Jill?
6: Did you, they quiet down after that? Did they get quiet after that, or did they throw you out, or what?
9: Well, no, they they got quiet mm-hmm. and you know waited for me to leave the room. <laughs> no, no one, no one usually throws me out no, people, unless I take all my clothes off and you know mm-hmm. stand around and yeah, they course, treat yeah. me out.
6: Well, people that uh, get so involved in a game or anything on TV, they'll they'll yell at the television. The poor television gets to get the brunt of all the anger. But that's what we do. Yeah. yeah.
11: Well, you know, and I notice that it's probably one of the biggest red herrings that uh, you know Americans get into because they know all the pitchers, all the quarterbacks, all the wide mm-hmm. receivers, all the mm-hmm.
9: cheerleaders, everything. And then when you ask them something about politics or you know what our government is doing they they don't know and then they get mad at you if you try to explain it to them
6: (laughs) because you know sports is sports is a diversion and people want to get away from sports is a good diversion for folks they can't be politicking all the time
9: well i don't my point is is they don't
11: politic at all you know it, it seems to me that the ones that are mostly you know Know the quarterbacks, and know, they're usually a
9: hundred percent sports and zero percent uh-huh. uh, current events. Unless, of course, you know, the, somebody breaks the the basketball record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then they, uh, they're well, out there. That just know that statistic.
6: So, are you into the Super Bowl, or you're not even going to deal with it, or what?
9: Well, you know, I, I, I'm getting a kick out of, uh, what's his face there? The one that sprained his ankle in a couple ago. Kansas City's quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of liking him. And I'm liking the, the uh, I don't know what it he is. He's, that, he's real tall and Percy and his, uh, brother is playing on the other team. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think I don't this know. one's yeah. going to be interesting just to watch that stuff. But I usually tape it. So I can burn through the, you know, I even burn through the thirty seconds they have for the next play.
6: Oh my goodness, (laughs) you you want to move the game along? Well, listen, don't yell too loud because your your neighbors might not like it.
11: No, I won't yell at my own TV. I only do that if I go somewhere.
6: Hey, good to hear from you, buddy.
11: I'm trying to go to a foot doctor, and the the the
9: the, uh, directions aren't too good. The showed a road, but, it, but it's not that way. Oh, you're trying to find oh, your foot good.
6: doctor and you can't find it?
9: Well, you no, know, I've been stomping around all day and I just can't find it. Stomping so around. I
6: found it, I think. Oh, good, good. Yeah.
9: yeah. All right. So that's the thing I'm walking.
6: <laughs> all so, right, no. buddy. Thanks. Hope you can foot the bill. Wych. hello. Hi. Hiya. That was
8: Walkman, right?
6: That was the famous Walkman, yes.
8: Yes, his father, Walter Way, will be 94 on Tuesday, February 14th.
6: Well, we got to remember that, Valentine's Day, Walter Way's birthday. Excellent.
8: Yes, and the only other question I had was, who's on tomorrow?
6: Keith C. Rice.
8: Okay, that's it.
6: Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Keith C. Rice will be in at 10- Give him a call. He's a good guy. We have some strange news stories, as always, but uh, <laughs> if you'd like to check in on any subject, that's okay. Anything you want. This is an Anything Goes Hour. Bath, Bed Bath & Beyond announced yesterday they are closing 150 more stores because they're struggling financially. Guess the money went up for Beyond... The company has raised a billion through stock sales in order to pay uh, its debts. Beth, Bath and Beyond. Did you ever go in there? It's kind of a nice store, or or was. Still some around there. Top Gun Maverick has been named the best film of 2022 by Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences gave the film 99% approval rating. That's almost unheard of. 99% approval rating. WHNT says CBS has canceled the Late Late Show after 30 years. James Corden is leaving the show at the end of the current season. The network will replace the show with a game show called Midnight. Another game show. Yeah, too many Late 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 Shows. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome.
15: Hi, good afternoon again. Thank Hi you there. for playing my request.
6: My pleasure.
15: Um... Yeah, I, I saw a documentary of this, and you may have seen it too on uh, TV not too long ago about their life and what happened to him, et cetera.
6: Yeah, a long time um, ago I saw that. Yeah.
15: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm calling about another documentary. Um, I just had a newspaper article many years ago that I kept about the the Walwick Musical Theater, the Tent,
12: mm-hmm. and I
15: requested I requested um, lately at the library to get the DVD about the Tent. Oh. So I just got it. You know, I've got it for three weeks, and it's, um, you know, about the the tent, the live and the round. You've been there before, right?
6: Yeah, we used to go a lot, a lot of times. Yeah,
15: yeah. before the casinos took over. Mm-hmm. But they were so popular. So they were, you know, 45 years they were there. And so I'm looking forward to looking at this. Um, well, that
6: should be great. Someday. They're going to show you the highlights, right?
15: Yeah, we'll show you the highlights. And um, anyway, uh, it says... Um, the Tent, live in the, Life in the Round, tells the story of the Warwick Musical Theater and reminds those who are lucky enough to attend a show <clears throat> that the tent was a labor of love that continues to exemplify the power and importance of hard work, family generosity, and the human spirit. Said Buster and Barbara Bonoff were a testament to the American dream come true. They took a love and passion for the performing arts and against all odds made it into a living.
12: And the, and the, so anyway, yeah, they were to... there for
15: forty-five years, so it, it shows the actual tent, and then you know, the, you know, the actual after that, what they when they built the um, mm-hmm. the other building.
6: And it used to go yeah. around. The stage would go around, so it would, you could see the star one side of it, and the other side, right, it was yeah. in the yeah, it was spin around.
15: <laughs> yeah, it would. I know it was fun. He could walk in. So every <clears throat> every part of that theater would get to see some see mm-hmm. the people that on the stage because it would turn around, so everybody would get a glimpse of them.
6: Do you remember do, who you saw there?
15: Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I saw a lot of people. I saw the Everly Brothers. I saw. Mm. Um, damn! I saw. Uh, I love uh,
6: that. Uh, that was great.
15: Isn't that awful. I can't remember now. Um,
6: Me too. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was, might have <laughs> too been
15: too many. Too many. I was there many, 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 many times. Yeah. yeah. And then they. I think they had a restaurant somewhere across the street <clears> that you could that, that would um. You could go there and get special. Uh, uh, deals because of they were in in uh they had something to do with the theater mm-hmm. i don 't know if it 's even there anymore the restaurant i 'm talking about, but it was just across the street a little bit, so anyway, I just wondered i, I figured you had to have gone to this at, at some point
6: oh no, no we a few times for sure, so let me know what you think of that maybe i 'll order it.
15: Yeah, I mean, if you go to the library, I'm sure you don't even, you might even have to with, with the kind of TV you have. Maybe you could see something, set, set something up on the TV that you, you have all kinds of interesting things on your TV that I don't have, probably. Uh,
6: it's supposed to be a smart TV, but I'm not sure it's that smart sometimes, really. But Yeah, I'll uh, let
15: you know. It's, it's, I don't even know if it's an hour or two hours because it doesn't say on the on the DVD uh, printout, it doesn't say anything about the timing, how long it lasts. Well,
6: but, enjoy it, and let me yeah. know if you can see me in the audience.
15: Okay, I will I'll look I'll look around. Okay, okay. thanks again. Take Thank care. Thank
6: you. This is a public notice from the
0: Tasmanian Tree Devil.
30: We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Eight six zero nine
6: seventeen nineteen fifty three. W I C H. Welcome.
5: Hi. How are you? Mine. What's up? What's up? I was listening to that thing about the Warwick Musical Theater.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: One, and we never got to see Liberace. Um. We It was always sold out when we tried to go, but. The, the one concert that I remember specifically at how phenomenal Neil Sedaka was the opening act for someone. I have no clue who the other person was because Neil Sedaka was so good. He, he just, you know, raised the roof of that place. He was so phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But I also saw, um, Johnny Mathis there as one. And I think I saw Paul Anka there. I'm not, I won't quote that one. I say most um, likely
6: he was there for sure. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean there were so many people, and I don't remember remember them all. I wish I did, but um, the one that really, really, really impressed me was um, Neil Sedaka. No, well, it was a lovely
6: theater, and I've seen Neil Sedaka in person, maybe there too, and he really puts on a great show.
5: Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. As I, said, you know, we were just so happy from his show that it was the downer, and I, I can't remember who the who the opening.
6: A, um, well, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't heart. want Neil Sedaka opening for me because he's he generates so much uh, enthusiasm and excitement.
5: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, have a great day. Bye. Oh, thank
6: you. We lost somebody on the other line. Eight eight nine five two five two. Keep in mind when I am on a call and and you're calling in, I put you on hold so you won't hear anything, but you'll know that you're on hold, and it won't be ringing anymore. And yeah. I think we're all set with that. Did I say that right? That was worth a rim shot. Hi, welcome to the program.
11: It was me, still go Philadelphia. All right, Joe.
6: Thanks, thanks, Joey. Thank you. Da, da, da. So across the street from uh, Kansas City Chiefs, well, they have a bar, Kansas City. And Super Bowl night, they're going to close that bar because they won't be able to keep up with all the people. It's one of the reasons. So, and you know as well as I do, when there are more people than the bar can fit and everybody is boozed up and wild, I don't blame the guy for closing it. There's always some jerk that'll cause some damage. You know, it's funny when, sometimes when people, you know, the Super Bowl, the World Series... These are buffoons that go and and start wrecking things. I know it makes no sense, I get it. Hi, welcome to the program. Hmm. I think these are people that just want to cause trouble anyway, you know? Should force them to uh, six weeks of wa- watching old Mickey Mouse Club shows if they are caught causing a riot after a big game. Make them watch old Mickey Mouse. Well, they might find that as a good thing.
11: Well, let's join the musketeers.
6: Hey, Come along and
8: sing our songs, And join our families.
6: Let's spell it.
11: Because we like you.
6: M O U S E. Somebody just slipped me a Mickey, and I had to put that on. Let's go back to the lines. You're on the air. Welcome.
8: I have to stop laughing first. That was so cute. I um I wanted to say this is a good one to ask your um listeners who has been on tv shows before we've been on a tv show um have you maybe maybe yes uh maybe it was not i wasn't acting or anything um maybe it was community auditions um you know like dick pillar was saying because i used to watch that show it could be romper room or the ranger andy show which i was on yes with a with a that
6: was you Uh, okay
8: oh yeah yeah My friend friend Dennis Dennis, uh, was in the camp for the summer. My friend Dennis was
6: in the Peanut Gallery at the Howdy Doody show. Who? Uh, Dennis, uh, who used to work here, a fella named Dennis.
8: Yeah, I mean it's you know romper room and but we were at a a camp for the summer and um, Awana. I don't know if you ever heard of that particular youth organization group. Um, No. On our way back from camp. Here we are at WFSB Studios, Channel 3 in Hartford, and they pulled in. They didn't tell us we were going to be on, and we were on. And, of course, they told us when to watch so we could see ourselves. And they gave us a VHS tape. Of course, I don't have that
6: anymore, I was but. on. Uh, I was on a current affair, and I'm not proud of it, but I was on. Really? Mm-hmm. The photographers came up, and they filmed a, a portion of me on the show and doing the talk. It was about a situation in Norwich with a couple who were feuding That's and... True. Mm-hmm.
11: Yeah, and I was
8: like on TV. I used to work across uh, on Main Street in Niantic and Millstone. You know, was right there, and every now and then the you know the news team would be on the street saying, "Hi, would you mind if I ask you a question? How do you feel about uh, solar energy and the windmills and all that stuff?" And I just happened to be outside, you know, just waiting for my next client on Main Street, and um, oh, oh, okay, so I answered the question. And I thought, oh, there I am on TV again. And, uh, at the Hartford, at the Capitol, one time we were, um, up there for something, hairdressing school or something, I don't remember. And there they were again. I'm thinking, I don't know what, what the big draw is to see yourself on TV, but it's kind of, kind of neat. You probably don't like it.
6: Oh, I, I didn't mind. I mean, I didn't mind. I have a, a video of it. Um, you know, people, uh, love that stuff. And, yeah. you know,
8: it's just, as long as your hair looked okay.
6: Yeah, okay. you know, that's well. That when I they came <laughs> up and filmed my hair, I had a lot of hair.
8: I, I like what you said, and there's our our resident hairdresser. Yes,
6: <laughs>
8: that was cute. All right, I'll I'll, I'll talk to you. Have All a right. good rest of your weekend.
6: Thank you. You Bye too. To. Anybody on television? You have been on television. It's amazing. You you think? Well, who's going to see you on television? I got a, a call from a friend who was in Canada, and he happened to watch that show that night. And then I also got a call from somebody I hadn't talked to or seen in 25 years. I was like, whoa. Yeesh. All right, seven minutes till two, WICH 43 degrees. It's that kind of day today. If you want to check in, we do have a few more minutes. To uh, Everybody's talking about pizza these days, huh? It's going to be so much pizza during the games. How do you like your pizza? Well, I like it with a fork. Uh, let's see. Just about everybody's going to order pizza on the Super Bowl Sunday. Is that one of the big things? I don't like all that chips and dip, you know? The Culinary Visions panel recently asked 500 consumers about their pizza preferences. 76% of people prefer a meat lover's pizza to all other pies. Men are more likely to order meat toppings than women. Women favor pizza with various cheese toppings more than men. Top three toppings. Extra cheese, pepperoni, and mushrooms. Don't like anchovies. Top three meat toppings. Pepperoni, Italian sausage, and bacon. Survey by pizza, 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 pizza. And pizza reveals that 53% of women say cheese is their favorite pizza topping. 51% of men say pepperoni is their favorite. 30% of people have eaten pizza for breakfast. I don't see anything wrong with that. 41% of people like their pizza cold. 46% of men and 56% of women prefer thin crust pizza. I don't know. Sometimes I just like the crust. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi.
10: Hello, French Fry here. Good afternoon. Hey,
6: French Fry. You like fries with your pizza? Uh, no. No. But you know
10: the difference between a good pizza joke and a bad pizza, pizza joke?
6: What is the difference between a good pizza joke and a bad pizza joke?
9: The delivery.
6: <laughs> okay.
9: <laughs>
10: I'll leave you with that one. Have All right. a good day.
6: Thank you. Ah, the delivery. They deliver pizzas, huh? Be nice to those delivery people, huh? Right? Survey by Outdoor Living reveals 90% of people prefer their pizza to be cut in triangles. Really? (laughs) 65% of people think eating a pizza's crust is optional. 44% 44% of people have dipped their pizza in ranch dressing. Ew. 52% of people have dipped their pizza in ketchup. 39% of people fold their pizza before eating it. 17.5% of people eat their pizza with a knife and a fork.
5: That's not so unusual, is it? Hi, WICH. Hi, sorry to call back, but I was on TV doing the utopia vote in Preston. Oh, you got I, there. I, yeah. I never saw myself. But then I was also nationally, um, my voice was on um, Live with Regis and Kelly when they had their contest, and I actually won a trip to Granada.
6: No kidding. Good for you. What did you have to do to win that?
5: Answer a trivia question. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it was great. So those are the two times that I know of. Okay.
6: That's pretty darn exciting.
5: It is. Yeah. Bye. All right, bye.
6: Regis Philbin, what a great guy he appeared to be. I think he was a really terrific guy. I used to love watching him. Regis, very funny guy and just a great personality. What was it, Regis and Kathy Lee? Wow, where'd the time go here? I was talking about pizza, and all of a sudden it's almost 2 o'clock. Haven't had pizza in a while. Do you ever pick up the pizza and the whole topping falls off? Hate when that happens. Geesh. What a mess. Most preferred pizza styles, thin crust pizza. Number one, deep dish pizza, 31%. 17% of people don't care. 5% of people said the question is not applicable. (laughs) How do you like your pizza? Usually in my dish. Best pizza cities in America, according to a survey. Number one, Detroit. Number two, Cleveland. Number three, Columbus, Ohio. Four, Boston. Five, Pittsburgh. Indianapolis, six. Providence, seven. St. Louis, eight. Philadelphia, nine. And Norfolk, Virginia, number ten. Do we have time for a pizza and romance study? People who like meat on their pizza generally prefer dating redheads. (laughs) This is hysterical. People who like tuna on their pizza are attracted to partners with dark hair. 60% of people believe the way to someone's heart is through their stomach. 55% of people look for a shared love of food while seeking a partner. Well, that helps. You know, that helps. You don't want on a first date to be invited over uh, the house and there's liver and onions and, you know... Have every movie for the next year spoiled me? Hmm. Twenty nine percent of people prefer thin crust pizza. I told you about that one. All right. Listen. Uh, I hope your team wins in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I hope they both win for you. Hi. Welcome.
8: Okay. Sorry. I call back again too. Think that lady beat me. If, if she got her voice on on uh, Regis, that's pretty cool.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay.
8: And I am a redhead, and uh, I'm going to ask my customers if they prefer a redhead because they like meat lovers pizza.
6: <laughs> oh, we'll find out the truth. Let me know.
8: It's a bunch of, it's a load of hooey. I think that's. I don't like banana, hooey on
6: right? my pizza but, either, yeah.
8: I'm a margarita pizza. We like mushrooms and onions in our house, and we do like anchovies, sorry to say.
6: Okay. To your own. hmm Yes, my aunt Chovy, she loved pizza. Anchovies. What is it about anchovies that... Alright, I think I am, I'm just getting warmed up here, but we got to go. Right after the news, uh, Jimmy fella, And the, the phones are lit up, because you love pizza, I know, but have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget Keith C. Rice entertaining you tomorrow. Please be kind to each other. And that's the
8: end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll
6: be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye! Thanks. Keith C. Rice, in for me on